Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Troll Talk Podcast, Episode 8. My special guest today kind of looks like my father, but as the command... <laughs> the command I have says that he is the 2001 Beer Pong World Champion slash Drool yep. Daddy. Stevie Business. Stevie, how are you, dude? What's up? What's up? That Diamond Dallas page? You started yeah, all with a little, little DDP, dude. A little, little DDP, bro. Little DDP. Yeah. Double, double. Yeah. I mean, how are you, buddy? <laughs> doing great, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I will say that this podcast has been rescheduled, what, three times in a month? <laughs> yeah. Our schedules yeah. just haven't lined up. But now we're here. We were both almost late to it. Uh, you, you <laughs> slept, I worked at my new job and here we are. I kind of, I yeah. kind of rushed, put my schedule together or my, my list together, but we're, we're going to vibe out with this one. Stevie, for people that don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, Stevie Business, uh, Twitch content creator, uh, you know, is my passion. Uh, my daytime is uh, I'm a business owner. Uh, so it's funny, Stevie Business. It's uh, it's the truth. It's it's kind of me. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not kind of it is me. Um, but I, I'm a variety streamer. So I do. Um, I like to mix it up. Right. I like to um, just chat. There's some days I just want to vibe out with uh, the community and just chat it out. Um, I have one of those this past week. Um, there's times where I'll game, you know, I'm, I'm hot and heavy into Fortnite right now. So, you know, gaming with the viewers and Fortnite no build is fun. So we've been streaming that and people have been enjoying uh, watching me actually game because they didn't think I could game prior because people started knowing me in the just chatting area. Yeah. And then I do like, uh, you know, just, uh, just kind of different content stuff. Like, uh, I have an upcoming event, uh, called a hot takes competition. I do hot takes almost every day on Twitter, <laughs> oh. uh, which pissed people off. Oh. Um, and uh, but it's good. It's good content is it's all good fun. I, I kind of look at my my Twitter hot takes as a spoof on how social media is, is in general with uh, uh, contradictory things that are serious, like politics or whatever the case may be. So uh, normally my hot takes are about food, movies or music. Um, so, uh, yeah, stuff. it's the important. Yeah. Stuff. You know, the, the <laughs> stuff where people are like, what the hell? But they can't take seriously. And yep. uh, it's all in good fun. So, uh, yeah, I, I love doing it, um, and uh, really, my main goal in in this whole uh, this whole avenue is to just pull people together. And uh, so far, so good. I've been doing it for about a year, and it's been fun. I'm I'm glad to hear <clears throat> that. Now, one thing that I want to mention is throughout all the research I did for this podcast, and for people who have watched on YouTube, Spotify, or in the Twitch chat, no, I deep dive. I deep dive quite a bit. Oh, you boy. and I started our content creation wild journey the same really destiny one joining a team tell me about x allegiance yeah uh, wow yeah you did just some of your research yeah so uh i started um x allegiance x because obviously the main allegiance was actually an esports team that was taken already so <laughs> i'd put x's in between it to yeah. make it cool cool uh, maybe that was my, from like old, my old aol <laughs> yeah my old aol instant messenger day or something like that <laughs> Um, and, um, it's a funny story, man. I, I, I really dug destiny one, right? Bungie came out with it. Everybody knew that, you know, that they were uh, the original makers of halo. And, uh, it was like basically like an MMO, but shooters, I was always big into shooters, a yeah. big, big shooter guy. Um, and, um, I, uh, started really liking the game and I had my boys from SOCOM, right? Like, uh, th th these kids I've been playing with since, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 4, SOCOM, uh, U.S. Navy SEALs, 1, 2, 3, all those. We, we always play. I still am in contact with them. Yeah. Um, but things got weird when we started raiding. 
uh, we did Vault of Glass in the beginning, and uh, they were like, hey, Stevie, you don't have enough experience to do the raid. I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to get experience if you guys never let me in the raid, dude? I'm like, I need to play. Uh, and it was always like I was left out. So um, one day I just said, screw it. If I can't play it, I'll just start my own thing. And I uh, started my own uh, community uh, called X Legion Sex. And we grew from, and I was aggressive, right? I basically took my business mentality and I put it into building a gaming community. Yeah. And uh, we grew from, I would say, two people. It started with me and a guy named Craven. Um, and uh, we started that and grew it to about, oh man, 300 people in a span of 30 days. That's um, insane. Yeah. And we just did mass recruiting uh, on Bungie forums and social media outlets. And our goal, was to basically have uh, an event calendar in which you could do whatever you wanted in any day of the week, seven days a week, right? We yeah. wanted to, we wanted the people that felt left out of doing Vault of Glass or PvP events or anything to feel like it was an outlet. Almost like, yeah, at the time there, there was just LFG sites and yeah. there was no way to like actually connect with people. And we saw that, you know, if you play with people consistently in a raid group or something, you were going to build those connections. You're going to build those relationships. So um, we needed people, we needed bodies. And as soon as we got bodies and, um, I built like an admin tree out where the admins were kind of the hosts of the events. Um, and we got up to at one point, um, at one point at our apex, we were probably close to 2,500 to 3,000 members globally. And we probably ran on average 60 to 80 events per week. Um, and we had our own website. Um, so uh, it was crazy. It was a lot of work. It was oh, a lot course. of time and effort. Um, but, uh, you know, we were at GCX, uh, at the time it used to be called guardian con. It was like just destiny exclusive, a thing that was started by, uh, some content creators yeah. and, um, we ended up going there and, uh, you know, uh, I think his name is Cosmo and, um, who's the other, who's the other guy that run and Deesh? Yeah. Deesh uh, actually came up to our booth and we talked to them and we met some, met some really cool people, man. Uh, we met, um, you know, uh, some really cool individuals and we got spot we got spotlighted by Bungie as a as a top community and uh, it was it was a wild ride man it was a wild ride um i will say this i'll never do it again <laughs> it was really you know and uh, i see darkwing duck in here actually darkwing duck's a part of my community he he's been with me since uh, the beginning he was a part of allegiance um and and i'll just say that's the reason why it just it took up so much time and effort yeah um it took it took up so much time it took up so much mental space uh, there's a lot of like drama that occurred too at times, right? Because you're dealing with so many personalities and um, people trying to one up and gain stuff. And if they didn't like things, you know, back, it was a lot of garbage in between. That was all just mental bullshit. And um, I was always there to do the right thing and just to, you know, try to have people connect. But um, it can be difficult when you have that many bodies. Oh, 100%. I'm in an environment, you know? So that's where I started. And, um, I'd say in a way, maybe there was a little stream. And that's that's where I kind of got my taste in, in streaming a little bit. Yeah. Um, just because when I went to GCX and I think it was 2015, 16, it was almost like a pseudo like streamer event. You yeah. know, there was a lot of streamers there. And that was my first time. I was like, holy crap. Um, that's uh this is uh this is a lot of uh streamer. I didn't realize there's there was this whole different culture of streamers and stuff. Yeah. Um it opened my eyes to it and um you know, at the same time, I, uh, I, I kind of, uh, we, we did streaming a little bit. We, yeah. we had a, our own um, channel called X Legion Sex TV. And uh, we would stream every event. Uh, we streamed literally every event. And uh, the channel got affiliated and it got up to like 20 or 30 viewers. And 
And we changed some things. We didn't require every event to be streamed anymore, which to be honest with you is probably a mistake on our part because um, we have bigger aspirations. We kind of wanted it to be more of a content-driven thing, yeah. um, but it just never worked out and kind of killed the channel. Um, so, um, yeah, that's kind of where I got my first, maybe dipped my toe in the water at Twitch because that's where I kind of found out what Twitch was about because you knew the the heavy PvP guys in Destiny and oh, yeah. some of the speedrun PvE guys, and that's kind of where I first... Uh, First really heard about Twitch and, and got my, my feet wet in there. So how I mentioned how you and I both started on Destiny 1, I'm on the opposite side of the coin. You were PvE. I was PvP. I was part of oh, the I was, yeah. I was part of the number one sniping team in Destiny 1 called Exile Empire. Oh, nice. And that was my kind of first proper taste in the content creation. Now, I didn't have to like make videos or anything like that. I just pretty much had to always be recording clips. I had to mm -hmm. always be grinding for the the triple headshots, the breakers, the slayers, the reapers, right? T terminology that only you understand if you've played Destiny. Yeah. Um, and me and my buddy released a dual Taj that he edited, uh, and that's what got us noticed by Exile Empire kind of when they started. Uh, and they were responsible for some world records when it came to PvP. Like the wow. first ever Destiny trick shot across the map off a of Sparrow um like it, 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 there's some highlights that if you saw them you'd be like i saw that a few years ago right. like it's it just some stuff blew up so much and the standards for pvp got so high i couldn't keep up with it it was just something to where i felt like i was losing the enjoyment i had in destiny because i was always focusing on going for clips going for content going for whatever the case right. may be and I I got kicked from the group just because I didn't keep up to their metrics uh, when it came to clips and everything like that. My other buddy left, but I still kept in touch with them uh, for a little bit. I joined another clan because people wanted to branch off, and they didn't really care about my metrics. They cared about the weight of my name, which to me had nothing, but to them it had something. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, as you know, I played Destiny a couple months ago. And Exile Empire members actually found my stream. No and they shit. came into my chat and they're like, wait, are you Exile Trolley? I'm like, how the fuck do you know that name? <laughs> like, nobody ever saw my face. Nothing yep. like that. They just saw my name, which was Epic underscore Troll 1210. That was the only name ever associated with Destiny 1 and Exile. Wow. And they came and they're like, are you Exile Trolley? Because you're the only trolley we've ever found. I'm like, what the fuck? Apparently, they still have a Discord. They all chat. They all still play, but, like, not seriously. And I found that to be amazing to know that the Destiny community is still tight-knit from Destiny 1, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. what I want to ask you is I know you don't really, like, do anything with X Allegiance X anymore. But, one, do you still have this jersey laying around? <laughs> oh, my God. I do. I do. Um because this jersey is dope. I seen you yeah. wear Call of Duty clips and other stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I holy shit. Yeah, I do have that. That was made by uh, our sponsor, Sore Dog. Um, great store. Um, he he made some really uh, good stuff for us and uh, ended up making jerseys for us. And uh, yeah, for the longest, I don't know if I still have that. Um, no. I know, I know. I guess, dude, I just I didn't know if I would wear it anymore. Right? No, that's I, fair. And you know, in, in all seriousness, man, I I um. I hung on to Allegiance a little too long. Um, I, um, I, it was my baby, right? Yeah, it was my baby course. that I started in 2014. I was the original founder. 
Um, yeah, I've rebuilt, I rebuilt it a few times when there was some, um, you know, some really, um, um, kind of drama, drama stuff that occurred with some yeah. leaders and stuff like that. And I just had to rebuild it and rebuild it two or three times. And, uh, <clears throat> I, um, kind of lurked in the background and stayed in the background when I probably should have, probably should have cut the cord for myself earlier rather than later. Cause I really, I've really fell out of love with the game when destiny two came out, when they did the whole reset of destiny two, like I was just, I was kind of pissed off, bro. Like yep. I was like, dude, I put all this time into it. And I was a PVP guy. The, the main thing that I grinded the most towards the tail end, I really only did PVE stuff to get gear yep. to get to light level, to do trials of Osiris. Yes. Like I was a big, I was a big trials guy. Like I love trials. It reminded me of like the ladder systems back in the day of SOCOM battles and game battles and all that shit. Um, and it was just cool to like go flawless and then get the gear that they had in flawless and, and just, um, you know, do that every week. It was really cool. Yeah. And then like get the, get the coins and stuff like that to do. It was all, it was all really cool. And um, you finally so get that flawless run and it's like chef's kiss. Yeah, it was great. And it never got old. It really never got old for me. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then Trials of the Nine was Destiny 2 and they completely ruined the PVP yeah. arena. Like the yeah. PVP arena was horrendous. So, it still is. Uh, it still is. Yeah, it's... they never fixed it. So um, for me, <clears throat> I fell out of the love of the game. So I stopped playing it, but I was still kind of a leader or kind of like an advisor of sorts to Allegiance. And I kind of wanted to just be there if they needed my advice, they needed my help, they needed, um, you know, any any guidance. Um, but what I in turn found out is the further I separated myself from the community and I didn't really have that communal touch. I was almost like a, like a, like a figure, like a ghost, like people didn't really know who I was in the community. Yeah. Um, they really didn't take my advice seriously. You know, like they couldn't really like, what do you know? Or why would we listen to you? You know, stuff like that. I kind of got a lot of pushback when I was trying to be like, Hey guys should really think about doing this. And I was, I was trying to plant some seeds to keep longevity up because they said, you guys are going to kind of die on the vine if you continue to just be destiny only you know yeah. like if you want this to be a true community you got to figure out how to be mm, a true community and be diverse and be variety exactly. and um there was just a lot of pushback on that and um you know i came up with some ideas and different strategies that could help but they didn't want that and you can't you can't have a zebra change its stripes so when i uh, realized that i was probably hurting more than helping that was the time i said I got to do a full distance off, you know, I, I got to like kind of cut the cord um, on my baby and it sucks, but you know, I think that's what's best for the community and they'll figure it out on themselves. And um, I, uh, I think I cut the cord with destiny or with allegiance. The time I really started getting hot and heavy into content creation. Um, yeah. So when I was probably may of last year is when I finally said, you know, we're done, uh, I'm done with this and you know, I got to move on and I'm going to focus on me and, um, just my own content um, path. So uh, that happened probably around the time I started really getting serious into con uh, content creation, which was May of last year. Yeah, so. no, I, I definitely uh, saw that happen as well, going through the research and everything like that. Do you think, la last thing on uh, the Allegiance topic, do you think that your your business mentality, because you've been in the business field for quite a while, do you think yeah. that that mentality is what kind of, allowed you to properly step away because you knew you had to cut the ties with them but at the same time you also it it, it was something you built from the ground up right it, it's something that yeah. that's very hard to let go of especially when it is something that you enjoy whether you lost the enjoyment with it or not is a different story but do you think that 
one of the main reasons why you were actually able to cut the ties was because of your business mentality. You know that some stuff isn't just going to work out as much as you want it to. And you know you got to go into a bigger and better adventure, which you have now done with going pretty much solo on your streams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was I think it was more I, I think that definitely helped. Right. When I identified things. Yeah. Um, I think I already knew those things um, earlier than than usual. Uh, I think it was just a maturity factor, right? I started Allegiance when I was 24 um, and um, cut the cord when I was really 32. So, you know, like, think of it this way. I'm a different person at the age of 32. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I cut the cord in 2021, right? So that's, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, 32. I was 32 when I did it and um, I started at 24, 25. So it's a big um, thing. That, That was a quarter of your life. Yeah, I mean, it was eight years. Allegiance, I think Allegiance is still around. I think they're doing stuff. Like I said, I've completely, I, I occasionally message the head ambassadors there um, time to time, very, very rarely and infrequently. But yeah, um, I, um, but yeah I, um, I think it was a maturity level. I think uh, I was holding on for the wrong reasons. Again, kind of kind of that this is my baby mentality more than what's best for the community. And um, uh, I just knew one day that I, th- I think the last straw was when I tried I tried to help and I got really big uh, pushback and blowback. And, um, you know, that's when I said, you know, there, there's no re I'm, I'm literally providing no value here at this point. So why, why even put the time into it? Yeah. So, and now you put the time into your current adventure, which is Stevie business on Twitch, but yeah. some people are something that a lot of people don't know is you just celebrated your one year streaming anniversary a couple yep. of weeks ago, but your first stream was August 16th, 2017 you've you know, technically Ro- almost been streaming for five years yeah rose color chaos called me out on a raid during <laughs> that which was really funny she <laughs> was like five year anniversary or something like that she's she's such a troll to me it's so funny we have such a great relationship oh yeah her. no you and um, rose but, are two like two peas in a pod it's amazing yeah guys's banter but yeah it um but anyways uh like 2017 um was ago. Five years ago, I went on to Twitch, but I don't view that as an outlet where I was trying to be a content creator, right? I literally just turned on the channel to um, push a uh, Kickstarter project called H Hour Worlds Elite, which was a spiritual successor to SOCOM. Um, David Sears got to the bug uh, behind the project, and um, he um, and my buddy, uh, his name's Cold Blooded, he goes, uh, and I've been playing with Cold since I was like 10 years old. I met him on Night Stalker on SOCOM. I remember the day he was like on a map, he was a sniper, and it was just like, you're a good sniper, want to join my clan? I always made clans. I was like a little like young little fart, you know, like making clans, like even when I was super young. And um, I, um, so I always had this community mentality even since I was super young. Yeah. And um, he, uh, he told me one day, he was like, yeah, they're doing the spiritual successor. You should check it out. And you put money into it. And uh, I put I put a, a pretty nice chunk of money because I wanted it. There was a tier level where you'd be in the game. Like if you uh, put a specific amount in the Kickstarter, you'd get mocap and physically be in the game. Wow. Uh, and uh, I I put that money in. So it was almost like an investment to me for it to succeed. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I ended up being in the game. I was a hostage in the game and um, I really wanted it to succeed. So I started streaming for it. And how i got affiliated i actually got affiliated in 2017 and yeah um i think i ended at like 12 or 13 average users before i quit that <laughs> excuse was- me but i but i really quit because of um the game was getting boring like i was i was content handcuffed on the game and i stopped playing and i tried briefly to play like 
America's Army and some of these other games briefly and stuff like that. But my viewership went from like 13, 14 to like one. Yeah. And it was like depressing and I didn't know how to do it. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to quit. And I uh, quit in 2017. And um, I didn't at the time really think at all of like I didn't have a content creator's mentality. I didn't have like understanding. It was a good learning curve for me to like learn Twitch and yeah. be on there and, you know, know what it takes and have already the affiliation. So I already had a jump start, you know, once uh, once I got back into it again um, yeah. last year. But yeah, it was a brief stint. I think I might have streamed for all of 30 to 45 days or something. So, so what's funny is you streamed a total of seven times in 2017. You're thinking 2018 when you came back. That's when you started playing H Hour. Oh, all right. All right. Well, 2017, then that was a couple of it's Destiny all, streams. It's all together. <laughs> What do you yeah, think? it was not. Yeah, it was probably just me getting on my PlayStation and playing some Destiny events or something. What do you th- What do you think the first ever game you played was on stream? Let's see if you had to be you Destiny One. You did not play Destiny on stream ever. What? The hell did what? I play? I don't even remember this time, dude. It's my Madden old boomer mind. Sixteen. What? I streamed Madden. <laughs> Your first ever stream was Madden, and you never touched it again on stream. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's how I don't remember. And then you oh played my this God. random shooting game six times throughout a month, and then you quit until May. That oh, that man. that was the beginning of Stevie business on Twitch. And the funniest part of all of that is during the month of August when you started streaming, you held... A console giveaway. Oh, I did. Oh my god! How do you know this stuff, dude? How do you? That's my favorite reaction, dude. How do you know this stuff, bro? You held a console giveaway. What console did you give away? Because you did it through Twitter. You you did it through a Gleam.io, the giveaway tool that everybody uses. Um. That might have been a scam site, dude. Bro, I'm not going to lie. I, you have like 9,000 tweets on your Twitter. And I was scrolling, and Twitter just said, nah, you're going to stop at the end of 20, or beginning of 2022. We're not going to let you go further. <laughs> and then I had to resort to the actual search tool, which is like code that you put on Twitter to go further. And that was the only way I was able to go to like 2017, oh 2016. God, Your Twitter's been around for 11 years, Stevie. What? It's been around for 11 years, dude? It took oh you four my. years to make your first tweet. And your first tweet was saying, <laughs> you you were replying to somebody saying, hey, if you're looking for somebody for sales or marketing in the gaming industry, I'd love to hop into it. That was my first tweet. Oh, my God, dude. That was your oh, first wow. ever tweet. I was going to drop a like on it to give you a hint of what I wanted to talk about. But I was like, <laughs> you know what? Nah, let's leave it as a little bit of a surprise. Oh, my God, but, dude. But, yeah, t- Twitter Twitter was a, a little goal by for this. But do you remember the console that you gave away back in 2017? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what, was, what was the console? I think it was something with, if it was Gleam.io, I think I, like... Um... I think I made a deal with um, with uh, somebody to help me grow my channel on yep. Twitter or something like that. And uh, they had a package where they're like, you can do this giveaway. And it was kind of 
honestly, it was kind of sketchy, dude. It was like uh, some sort of like follow for follow bullshit thing or whatever. And uh, there was a console involved and I paid this package to do it and it included the console. So I didn't really necessarily like I hope the person actually got the console. I don't even remember who won it. Um, it was like <laughs> it was so long ago, dude. And um, I actually had to when I got back into content creation, started taking my like my Twitter seriously and stuff like that. Yeah. I had to clean out my whole like my whole um uh chan- like my channel my twitter channel you know like i had all these like random followers like apac kushari from india i'm like who the fuck is this and why am i following this person you know like i don't know who the hell this is and uh, like i had to like clean out all this garbage dude and um you know that's why like i i probably like felt that but i wanted i had to like change the algorithm on twitter of um of like who like who would pop up on my thing and yeah um i um yeah the gleam.io thing i think it was just uh just a package of growing my channel and i didn't i really didn't know how to grow twitter at the time and i was just looking for a uh, bigger following and i thought that was the route to take but it wasn't it was, it was I will, bullshit garbage i will say it did grow your twitch pretty fucking quick because three days after you posted it you grew 150 followers right right yeah. which i feel like was one of the reasons why you were able to fast track to affiliate Right, of course, doing a giveaway, people are gonna be there because they want to win. And then, sadly, we all know the truth. As a content creator, now you hold it something like that, your viewership <laughs> drops yep. really quickly yep. the moment the giveaway is drawn. If it's not the winner, ninety percent of them leave, and it's fucking shitty. But we fast track a year, and we mm-hmm. get to you playing H Hour, and you kind of went into the story already. It was a predecessor to SOCOM. You're actually in the game. Yep. What made you kind of like focus on that for your content creation return over any other games? Because at the time you said you were a gamer, you were playing Destiny, you kind of started falling out of it at that point, but you were a yep. gamer nonetheless. And you started with a game that not many people know about. Yeah, it's very niche, right? Like, this- yeah. I don't know if uh, anybody knows, you know, uh, in your chat or um, who's going to be, you know, listening to your podcast after the fact. But SOCOM almost has like a cult following, dude. Like there's individuals that um, still want the whole they want SOCOM back. Right. SOCOM died on the vine of uh, PlayStation, I think playstation 3 the last game they made was SOCOM 4 yeah and then they got away from it because of call of duty uh, they didn't want to have like an exclusive shooter thing because they felt like call of duty felt that niche yeah um there's rumors that it could come back because guerrilla games is doing a secret project which it brought on rainbow six siege people and stuff on there um that it could come back and that secret project still hasn't been announced um uh, for ps5 because they they've they've said they want to get back into that realm uh, but guerrilla games also uh, made kill zone so you know it's uh so who knows what it's gonna be um but yeah socom is a really cult following um i'm unfortunately not unfortunately i am a part of that cult you know like i said unfortunately because sometimes it can get a little toxic um in in that kind of area but i just love the game to death and um you know um that's where the whole h hour came in and that's where i got the immediate viewership yeah uh because people just they were less there for me uh then you know they liked me and they knew me in the game it was kind of just like in a way it was kind of like a little bit of a support for support um for people that's that are in h hour right like you would support people that are within h hour right yeah. it was just a kind of your it's kind of like clan mates right like there's 30 40 people that play it every day if somebody pops their stream on you pop their stream on you know and then you just kind of you, you support them because they're a part of that little group um yeah. and um 
that's really what it was for the time I I did stream it. Is uh, it did uh, it did give me the edge of like uh, of content creation. I would say that was always in the back of my mind because it was nice to have 10, 10 or twelve viewers. It was nice to you know come up with some things sometimes. Like we did a we did a drinking event one night, which there was still clips out there about, which were like horrendous, dude. Like I I was so did drunk one go night. That it did it did it was it was uh you know i was so drunk i was blackout on camera and i was like sticking my tongue out and shit and i didn't even know what was going on i was talking like a baby it was horrible dude like i was like the worst drunk ever dude like it was so bad um and um i've only been like drunk blackout twice on stream that was the only time uh that was one time in 2018 with h hour and then the second time was when i came back one time for a poker event uh, live <laughs> on stream and um yeah i uh it allowed me to understand a little bit more like kind of what it would take uh to do streaming and uh, i guess it's, it created the biggest thing in 2018 what occurred is created the itch yeah like, there was always there in the back of my brain i was like i could do this again i think i think i would enjoy it but i wouldn't do it the way i did it the first time just with h hour i'd more want to be a content creator of you know in the reg and um I think that was the biggest thing I took out of 2018 was uh, just like just the consistency of streaming, what it's like to build a community, people watching you and, and kind of the thrill and the rush of, of having a chat, talking to chat and doing all those things while you're streaming. So, yeah, no, I, I 100% get that. Now, what I want to ask you before we kind of get into a, a transition point mm -hmm. is, is there anything or any point in time from kind of when you got your feet wet with Destiny 1 up to 2018 is there any point there that you wish you could go back and change what happened or do you feel like everything that's happened is the way that it was supposed to be and you'd never want it to change yeah i wouldn't change anything um i'm, I'm a re really big believer that everything happens for a reason it allows you to grow you know um i'm not a big believer of the butterfly effect that if i did this then something else would occur um, I'm a believer that, you know, everything that happens in your life is a building block to be the better you tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't change anything, you know, because uh, whether it's good, whether it's bad, um, you know, um, I I wouldn't. It allowed me to learn things about myself in the content space that um, I wouldn't have known if it didn't happen. Um, and I probably would have probably would have took longer to learn it. You know, maybe maybe it would have made my 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 growth in this time um maybe maybe not what it would be because i'd be learning other things that maybe i learned back back in those experiences exactly no i 100 percent agree with that i'm also a person that's just like everything happens for a reason i'd rather learn from the mistakes that i made instead of wishing i could go back and change them because then i would never know what i learned from them right right but to kind of transition, we like to do a 20 rapid fire questions. Get to know you a little bit better outside of the content creation stuff. These are just personal preference questions. If you have a story based on any of your answers, feel free to build on it. But I want to start off with what your favorite day of the week is. Favorite day of the week? Um, depends on the season. <laughs> I would say my favorite day of the week for uh, fall is Sundays. I'm a big sports fan, football We're, fan, right? It's spring, so. Stevie. I know, but in the spring and summer, it's got to be, oh man, it's got to be the like a, a perfect day for me is a really nice day on a Saturday, hanging out by a pool and, you know, chilling by the pool, having a drink in my hand and, you know, being outside. So uh, I'd probably say the best day of the week on spring and summer is probably like Saturdays. Favorite city in the U.S. besides the ones that you've lived in? 
Favorite cities in the U.S.? Um, hmm. I haven't traveled a lot. Well, I have traveled a lot for work. Um, I, yeah, a lot for work. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some places I would have been that was really cool. Um, I loved Vegas. Um, I went to Vegas for the World Series of Beer Pong. Um, <laughs> 2001, baby. 2001. Yeah! World champ. <laughs> um, Still can't hit a shot but, uh, now, but world champ. Yeah, but um, I uh, I was just kind of thinking um, Vegas was cool. I wish I, I I experienced Vegas a little bit more uh, for what Vegas is. Yep. Um, but uh, I'd say that uh, Sarasota, Florida is beautiful. Um, I'm going actually back there in, in early September for a streamer meetup called Hype House. Um, there's some oh, pretty House. awesome people. Yeah, hype house. You yeah. know, my my one of my really good buddies, BD Brennan, is going to be hosting that, and Mad Curious is going to be there. Um, Raffle ticket. Um, you know, some some other content creators yeah. that uh, we're working on being down there. That uh, Mr. Finney Moore is going to make an appearance and stuff like that. So it's gonna be a cool little get together for us down down at Siesta Key. Um, but Sarasota was really really beautiful. Um, shit, man. Uh, I would say Virginia Beach was also another area that I've been to. I I like Virginia Beach for a different uh, reason. Like Virginia Beach was cool with the beach and stuff like that, but it's really close to Oceana Naval Base. Mm-hmm. And seeing the 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 F twenty nine or whatever the planes are yeah. over there, and doing the like training runs and all, it was just a different experience. So um, I did enjoy uh, enjoy Virginia Beach a lot, and um, it was uh, that was a cool experience too. Um, so I would say those are my three that uh, I like that really liked and i normally like those warm weather areas near, near a beach or near a pool or have pretty cool bars hey <laughs> so. yeah, okay without that last part i was gonna i was about to say you're gonna hate toronto and then you said bars i'm like okay we're oh, yeah. we are a leader in craft beer there so, you go yeah you, you'll yeah. have a little bit of fun with that what i love your- bu- uh, yeah i will say this i love buffalo too buffalo buffalo new york is uh, you know i'm not from buffalo you know, sometimes people think yeah, i am because of how i die hard of a bills fan what do you mean uh, you I hate am. the team you hate oh the yeah bills. i hate it i hate it um but uh buffalo surprisingly i went there for the summer one time and i went to a big like festival called jam in the valley which was this big country fest i'm not big into country music i was more there for the, the drinking and you know the ladies and that was a good time uh and, and the concert and shit like that but um i i love buffalo i um it was a it, the food was good the bars and everything were awesome every time i've gone to buffalo i've had a fucking blast and uh that that would i would have to say and and taking out the whole sports thing just the people are really cool too and everything i really like buffalo like i just i love i love that city to death i mean and um that that would be out of all the places i would say it's really weird to say because people just don't view buffalo as like i like oh that's a place to go but dude it's it's a good fucking time every time i've gone it's been a blast i do want to go to buffalo because i went to new york new york and it's just it's another toronto to me like people like to say oh toronto is just a cleaner new york i'm like no new york is just a dirtier toronto never compare (laughs) toronto to new york in that aspect but uh at the end of the day it's it's a city that i looked at a map and i'm like okay i know where to go right the the Mm -hmm. streets weren't confusing around times square now you get outside of times square you go to queens yeah no just no but yeah no if i'm talking about places that i want to go 100 percent michigan detroit in particular i want to go to chicago wrestling fan Chicago's um, great. Chica- Chicago. I, I really want to go to chicago uh i can't wait for san diego um, san diego's gonna be awesome 
And I want to go to Dallas again because when I went to New York, New York, afterwards I went to uh, San Antonio and Dallas, right? You know, went to Shawn Michaels' neck of the woods. But mm-hmm. uh, Dallas was really nice, I will I'd say. I'd love to go to Austin, dude. I mean, Austin and, you know, two places like music-wise – that would be fun is Austin, Texas and yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. Those are two bucket list places that I want to go. Yeah. Um, I'm big into the music side of things. I love like seeing live concerts and, you know, hanging and vibing and chilling to music and stuff. And, uh, you know, again, the, the, the nightlife is really cool in both of those areas. I have a buddy that lives in Austin and he tells me I have to go to like these events all the time and shit like that down there. And, um, so yeah, those, you know, I get, I get the Dallas thing too. I'd love to see Dallas also cause Dallas is a massive city. Um, and just, just, just seeing, just seeing places. I'm always down for seeing something I've never seen. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I like, I get excited. Like I've never been to Toronto. Right. I'm super excited. I'm just as excited to be in Toronto for the sake of being in Toronto for the uh, first time as I am meeting the people that I've met on this platform as well. There's an equal excitement there. It, it's um, going to be so, a blast, dude. Yeah, like, it's going to be so much fun. Shit. We're going yeah. from like 12 people to 30 people. It's crazy. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> favorite holiday. Uh, favorite holiday has got to be... Um, hmm. It's got to be Christmas. I like Christmas. I know that's pretty cliche, but yeah, no. I enjoy just get. I just I enjoy giving you know like giving uh, gifts and I'm I'm less about like I like more the thrill of giving gift and seeing somebody's general reaction than than receiving one. Honestly, I guess I'm I gonna can... get this next question out of the way then: giving or getting presents? Yeah, uh, it would be giving for sure. I love I love the reaction of seeing someone because I'm I'm really good at gift giving. Um, I'm, I'm pretty. Not gonna lie, I'm like I feel like I'm pretty talented in that regard. I don't normally ask people um, what they might like. I just uh, I do a lot of listening when I'm in conversations with people I care about, and uh, based on you know my listening, then I'll correlate the the gift associated with that. So yeah, um, yeah, and 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 then I love the reaction uh, after the fact. So that's pretty cool. Just like how uh, you were like, how do you know that? Yeah, those are, <laughs> those are what I live for for the podcast. So I get it. Yeah. Who is your yeah. first celebrity crush, and why is it the Queen? Is it the queen? Yeah, because you're, <laughs> you're old enough to say it. The queen? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, celebrity crush. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you, you have a name in mind. You just chuckled at it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It might have been had to be like an old movie or maybe like the pink ranger or something you are um, like the third person in a row to say the pink ranger i kid you I, not yeah i think it might have been the pink ranger <laughs> or um or um jesus man i uh i'm trying to think of like maybe there was some people in saved by the bell or um maybe some nickelodeon shows that i watched that i had a crush on or something like that that's the only one that, that was the one that came to mind is it had to be the pink ranger i guess because that's that's the one that kind of stuck out of my brain the other ones don't so. yep uh place you want to travel to the most currently don't say toronto that's a cop out um, like if you if you could pack your bags right now and go one place where is it hmm Probably like Aruba, Thailand, somewhere like that. You know, I think someplace that, uh, you know, is completely just off. Like I, I know is gorgeous and beautiful. Like I heard Thailand is absolutely gorgeous. 
Um, like, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of the times, you know, the Toronto things, the San Diego's, uh, the Siesta Keys, those are cool, you know, but I'm not really going for the actual area. Like, I'm, I guess I'm going there if I've never been there before, but I'm more going to, you know, meet the people and shit like yeah. there, the, you know, you know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's an element of there that if I'm just looking for a place, uh, I would probably say I'd probably say Thailand. I, I'd really want to check out Thailand. I've heard nothing but good things about going to Thailand. So that that's one of the more unique answers. I like that. Yeah. Uh, cake or pie? I would probably have to say cake because my favorite dessert is cheesecake, like a strawberry cheesecake. So we're, New York style strawberry we cheesecake. We are sharing is a cheesecake in Toronto. We're doing it, oh Lady God, the Tramp style. Uh, yeah, favorite, let's do it. <laughs> favorite ice cream flavor. The whole podcast rides on this answer, by the way. Does it? Yeah. It has to be a flavor, right? It can't be like a Sunday or something, right? Nope. It has to be just a it has to flavor. be a flavor. Uh, if if I'm gonna get just a regular flavor scoop of ice cream, it'd probably be chocolate, just a regular chocolate. Chocolate. Okay, I can respect it. I can respect it. Yeah. If you put slander on mint chocolate chip, I was going to walk away. No, I don't mind mint chocolate chip. I'm not gonna go out of my way for mint chocolate chip. That's but fair. It's not. It's not gonna be one of my hot takes on Twitter either. It's kind of like meh. My hot takes, I legitimately believe. You know, like so. <laughs> I, some people think I'm just doing it as like a ruse or a reaction. And oh, it's not I've seen case. a few of them, and I'm like, 100. percent This is for impressions, and I respect yeah. it. <laughs> no, there's some that I just. Uh, there's some that I might be slightly on the fence on. Yeah. Right. I'll be like, yeah, you know, I don't care, whatever, but. I'd be like, if I say it, can I believe it? I'm like, yeah, I can say it. If there's something that I say that I can't believe, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tweet it. Yeah, so. I don't blame you on that. Uh, have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yeah, for softball. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I, so you know, usually I'm going in for. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big softball player, so. I, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to a game with my sandals. It's just easy to change into the cleats with of that. Course. So yeah, socks with sandals, of course. Uh, scale from one to 10, how good are you at keeping secrets? Um, great. I think I'm, I'm very good at that. I'm, I, I think that's why I have, um, kind of close relationships with people is because they can trust me with, with their information. I feel it's disrespectful to share things if someone puts it in an outlet that's private. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm real. I think that's a, that's actually a strength of mine for sure. I I was going to say, because it says go from 1 to 10. If you said 10, you're lying. I always say <laughs> that anybody who says 10 is lying because there's some secret. You can slip up. Yeah, you can. Well, there you can slip up sometimes, too. You know, nobody's exactly. perfect, right? Nobody's you perfect. know, so I'd probably say I was an 8 or a 9. I, I would never say that. That's the most honest answer, and I respect that. Big dogs yeah. or small dogs? I have two corgis. Both yeah. are 25 to 30 pounds, um, so they're kind of mediums. Um but I could I could mess with a German. I would probably say small. If if it was between the two, I'd say smaller dogs because because large dogs sometimes can get annoying with their size. They don't mean it, but they're, they they're like clumsier to get in the freaking way. And it's like, yo, get out of the way, dude. You're a sweetheart, but like, I, bro, I you're taking German up all this shepherd. space. I have a German Shepherd, so he thinks he's a lap dog sometimes. Mm -hmm. Ninety pounds is not a lap dog. Uh, no. What What's your dream car? Uh currently i'd probably say like an aston martin um with a you know like kind of a black and white trim to it um so i like like a probably like like a white white aston martin with the kind of a, a black secondary look um and uh i i'm in the car business so i have an exotic car dealership there and i saw one of these as aston martin sports series 
uh, and it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous car. And I was just like, man, that that's probably if my next my next car, like I own a pretty nice car now. Um, but my next vehicle is probably going to be more, uh, like just a probably basic regular car because like gas practical. prices are through the fucking room. Yeah. Practical and stuff. And then I'll probably go like off the beaten path of some sort of summer car that I can play with and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of my future dream. So I, I didn't mm. know that that was like kind of the industry that you're in. That's pretty cool. Cause I, I, I'm personally a car guy. Like I love cars and yeah, me too. Um, to hear that you're in that kind of industry, every single time I pass by an exotic car dealership, there was one um, that was on the path to and from my school that yeah. I would always pass by. And then I saw it get taken down. And I was so upset because there was one day, and this is a vivid memory, on the bus, I almost got off the bus for this. Yep. They had a blue R34 with a body kit on it in the front of this exotic oh car dealership <laughs> like there's lambos there's like high-end audis like r8s and stuff like that but then of course they also had like q5s and shit like that but yep. they had bentley's they had aston martin's they had rolls royce they had everything and then an r34 pops up out of nowhere it was gone the next day yeah yeah i um i've been in the car business for almost a decade now Holy and uh, it's funny i um I'm in the warranty business. Um, I don't, I'm not the one that calls you and asks for like, and I get those phone calls too. I'm like, dude, I literally own a warranty company. You don't need to call me. You know, like I can buy my own. Um, but uh, yeah, those, those are scam companies. My fucking drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, those, um, those are scam companies. Um, I, um, I deal with car dealers reselling my products. So if you go to a car dealership and you're buying a car, they don't own that company that they're providing a warranty product to for you. Like uh, they have to use a third party provider and I own one of those third party providers. So That's cool. uh, the guy that I'm talking about, he actually started like I, I work with like mom and pop dealerships. Right. So people that started from scratch from the yeah. beginning, like this guy I talked about, um, I met him when he was at a rundown old gas station uh and he just sold used cars and then he blew up and uh you know he ended up getting a sponsorship for an exotic car dealership and he still sells those used cars on the side and he used me for the used car product which his used cars are really nice yeah. um, because he has that like luxury feel um, but he also sells exotics as a franchise exotic store too so i see like vander halls and i see karmas and i see three hundred thousand dollar lamborghinis and ferraris and um you know I, I see all these exotic cars at his dealership but i've i started with him at a young age so That's um, it's, a, it's a really big relationship based business yeah uh, and i've been in the business since my early 20s which allowed me to branch out to, for myself That's awesome. and um yeah i love it i love it because i go to these different dealerships i see cars all the time and uh sometimes i'm like oh, i want to um i want to buy that <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to take this question from chat from cat in particular. What, what yeah. exotic cars have you been in? I feel like there's too many to list, but like, what's, been oh, your favorite, man. what, what's been your favorite exotic car that you've test driven? I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't test driven too many cars because I'm nervous. I get scared and anxiety over, uh, you know, test driving a two or $300,000 exotic car. Right. Um, so um, have I sat in them? Yeah, I absolutely have sat in them. I've sat in Karmas. <laughs> I've sat in Austin Martins. I've sat in Ferraris, Lamborghinis. My big ass, though, it's hard, man. I'm six one. You know, two, um, I'm, I'm kind of edging on the two fifty mark now. I've actually lost quite a bit of weight, but um, I um, I mean, we I'm all a big know boy, you have dude. A thick ass on stream. We, I do. I have, I have a big it. dumpy. We've I have a big it. dumpy. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I um, I try to squeeze my ass into some of these cars, and some of these exotic cars are just not for big boys, dude. Uh, they're just not. And you can't you can't put put the seat back, you know, like a you know like a spider or something. Like, yeah. dude, there's just some there's just some cars that you just can't fit into. Um, but I'll try. I'll, <laughs> I'll try, just try I'll to get. If, I, if I'm know? looking like I'm in a clown car, but I'm sitting in a Lambo, I'm gonna laugh at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, I would probably say I've I've sat in four hundred thousand um, dollar, you know. Uh, ferrari release series that only 150 of them have been made so uh yeah (laughs) it's uh it's pretty cool pretty cool feeling but when you're sitting when you're sitting in a car that's almost a half a million dollars it's nerve-wracking too you you almost don't want to touch it it's almost like you you know i don't want to break anything (laughs) like oops yeah you you make sure the moment you get up that you didn't scratch to see if you were wearing like jeans or whatever no i 100 get it um if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be probably pizza my next question. I'm a big pizza. I'm a big pizza guy, dude. My I, next I, uh... question is pizza or pasta. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah, I'd probably say pizza, dude. I mean, honestly, pizza for me is like a uh you know how there's gateway drugs out there where like, you know, you have this one drug and then it'll get you into other drugs. Like I look at uh like pizza as my gateway food if I'm on a diet. If I eat food, like if I eat pizza, it's gonna get me to the gateway of eating other shit food. Um, so I have to kind of stay away from it a little bit, even though it's my favorite food. Pizza's um, the because... gateway of getting fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden I like crave fucking burgers and I crave like uh, subs and I crave all the other shit that I want to eat. And uh, yep. yeah, pizza's a, pizza's I... a goddamn gateway food, man. I'm telling you. I feel that. Uh, favorite video game series of all time? Oh, was so calm. Yeah. That, that, that's that, an easy that's That an easy one was answer. kind of obvious. At what age do you want to retire? You're a business owner, so this is actually probably the most real answer that you're gonna get. Yeah, I would say the younger the better, right? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna live, I wanna live my life. Uh, I don't wanna be the type of person that works until my like late sixties or seventies. I wanna, I wanna have a comfortable enough life to do things in my sixties um, where I'm just uh, chilling and vibing and stuff. I, I think I'll always be doing something though. Yeah. Um, you know, just because my brain is, my brain gets bored, dude. I mean, I think, um. COVID really took a toll on the car market, right? Like that's oh, why course. I kind of got into content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID buried the market. If you guys don't know, there was two markets that really um, went in polar opposite directions. The housing market went through the roof and the car market went down the drain. And um, the housing market went through the roof because people just started moving and it, it pushed up the the housing market. Yep. The problem with the housing market was there wasn't enough inventory to for demand. Um, so that's what made the houses that go on the market through the roof. So that was great. It was great for like real estate agents and people that did realty real estate um, made a killing oh, during yeah. COVID. Made a killing. The car market was opposite because uh, because there was a computer chip shortage. Uh, the computer ship shortage, there is over, I don't know if people realize this, but in today's day and age, new cars have over 117 computer chips in it. Roughly 46% of a car is computer chips now, and that continues to increase by the year 2025, Holy which is insane. Yeah. yeah, people don't realize that. So when you're putting 117 computer chips in a car, if you looked at Detroit, Michigan, and like Ford factories, manufacturers, uh, there would be hundreds of, there would be thousands of cars that would be just lined up in like fields in Detroit that couldn't do anything they're fully assembled yeah. but they couldn't put the computer chips in it so they couldn't release it out um and uh that really put a, a squeeze on the market because uh, inventory again short inventory raises prices yeah but in the car market that's not a good thing so uh, people couldn't get inventory because they weren't making margin on the cars 
and uh and it, it created a steam like just a snowball effect <laughs> and um and it was tough uh like even to a standpoint like new york briefly uh didn't deem uh the automotive industry as a essential business so all wow. these dealerships for three weeks had to close down fully um so it was just a it was a mess and uh because it was a mess and i i started my business like right when covid started yeah so i literally started it like uh in like uh well actually a year into covid like my business started in 2020 actually it's been a year so 2021 so really? covid really started yeah so I started it like uh, in 2020 because my non-compete in the automotive industry, like I had a bad breakup with the corporation that I uh, that I worked in. I literally made too much money. Um, <laughs> I was a I was a regional director, and uh, I was actually the head regional in the in the company. And you know, one day they were like, "We don't see you as a cultural fit anymore." And I go, "What the hell does that mean?" I'm like, literally leading your company in every category. And they're like, "Yeah, bye. We're gonna give you a severance." <laughs> and they gave me a severance because they just wanted to keep a non-compete on it and protect me from kind of building my own thing which was going to be inevitable anyways no, yeah. um but um i uh, had to wait a year so i worked in the tech business for a year and that's when covid started so the, the timing was interesting because I, I deal with this shit show in corporate america then i start in this tech space i feel good about it and then covid hits in february of 19 or february of 2020 um and then um i deal with that through covid so it's nice to have like i guess a little bit of a consistent paycheck through 2020 yeah um and then um and then uh there was a falling out there in october um when which was around the same time i started my business so um for me i started my business in like i filed for llc licensures and all that stuff and getting that all set up and you know, I dumped my entire 401k and savings into starting my business so i went all in yeah um probably in october of 2020 uh, we didn't officially release uh, and get on the road till February of 2021, um, but it was still it was still not the same. You know, we I was in a position where I was like, oh yeah, COVID's probably done, um, but it wasn't, and uh, there was just a lot of places I couldn't get into. Um, so that's where content creation started. Is on the side, I, I wanted to have a side income um, slashing. You know, like I always had a passion for you know, streaming and stuff yeah. like that, and and um, you know that's that that was another factor of why I got into it. So. No, that's fair. I, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that as like I did sales and I was making a lot of money for like my age and shit like that because it was all commission. Yeah. Uh, and they just tried to keep using me and using me and using me it, like it kind of the opposite side of the coin is they just wanted to keep taking advantage of me and not give me more like yeah. more of what I was earning or deserved. I should say I wasn't getting it. And uh, it was, like, the most mentally taxing fucking job I've ever had in my life. Uh, oh, yeah. But I've always had a passion to be, like, a content creator, but I never knew in what aspect I wanted to be one. And then with COVID, um, in Canada, we were getting $2,000 a month. It was called the CERB uh, benefit. If you couldn't find a job, if you were released from your company because of CERB, stuff like that, you were able to collect that paycheck, and I was able to. Uh, so I took the $2,000 a month, and I started up streaming September 2020. And here we are now, like 19, 20 months later, I, I just picked up a part-time job just to help me pay off a little bit of debt that built up over the past couple of years because payments yeah. aren't consistent on Twitch, as you know. No, it's not. And no, I, no, I, no, no. I did what nobody should do and started off as a full-time content creator where all my money was from Twitch. Yeah, it's tough, right? I mean, you know, that's yeah. that's the thing is trying to find... Um... Yeah, I know the I, I know people uh, that are trying to you know make either make the transition to full time creation 
number one. It's literally starting your business, right? Like yep. it's, it's it is a business in a sense. Your your brand is your name. Yep. Um, you know, so you have to think about that. And um, it's uh, it's a constant grind. It's probably the it's probably the grindiest thing I've ever been a part of. And I, I built my own freaking business. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, you know, um, what keeps people going is the passion of loving it. If you don't love what you do. Um, you're going to burn out of this real quick because it's literally the hardest grind I've ever been a part of. Um, and it's, so. Uh, <laughs> so I, I envy the people that make it. I see the time, effort, and work the people that want to make it put into it. Um, for me, it's not my goal. You know, I mean, I don't. I'm not looking for this to be my my full time endeavor. I'm looking at it to basically pay for the bills and meeting my friends and and you know going to Toronto and yeah. you know like and going and, and meeting friends and doing all these like meetups and shit like that that make it fun yeah. um or just you know honestly using the money to support others really you know instead of using my personal funds of um you know because I, I do a lot of support I um I would rather just have my channel kind of be that funnel of uh you know my, like using that and hey you want to give to me I'm probably just going to give it back tenfold to other people anyways and yeah that's how I use my channel really and and making it like a connection hub for others helping up other creators and helping out other people that might even just be viewers that want to vibe with people because they're lonely or they feel alone and shit like that that's that's my goal is different than than some other people in the full-time space but i i uh, i get it because being a business owner i completely get and understand the grind and yeah um and i tell anybody that wants to do that the number one thing you have to have first and foremost before you go through the journey is the passion and doing passion. it because you got to stay consistent one of the biggest keys is consistency and people struggle with that because of the burnout over time yeah um you're talking to the like, guy who streams seven days a week yeah yeah so you get it man nobody you get it. should and, do it and I yeah, said it before we even started the podcast. I was just like, I say it every podcast because it's it's something that needs to be said for anybody listening that wants to get into content creation. I am not an example. Don't stream seven days a week. Don't go into this expecting it to be your full-time income right off the rip because that is the easiest way that you are going to burn out, right? I'm coming from yeah. a sales experience that was... 10 hours a day, seven days a week. And I was on call when I wasn't at work. Jesus. I opened and closed the office at the age of 19 training people, triple my age to make mm. it in commission based sales. Like wow. I, I had the mentality of suck it up and don't give up the mentality that nobody should have anymore. Oh, yeah. I I'm in the new generation with that old generation mentality, but I also cater to the new generation. I don't want a single fucking person to grow on Twitch like I do because the way yeah. I do it is not healthy and I am changing that. Well, I a hundred percent get that whole mentality because I, I talked about that a lot. I talk about it a lot in my, my uh, depression phases and, and what I've gone through. You know what I mean? Like I've always been around, like I'm a big, I'm big into sports and I'm big into, you know, obviously softball and shit like that. And, um, you know, I, I watch football all the time, baseball, whatever the case may be is. Um, but there is an alpha male mentality around that is, you know, put the put the dirt on it, suck it up and, and go from there. And yep. uh, my, my my dad's a, a blue collar warehouse worker. Right. So you know, he's not the type of person to be like, oh, I need a mental day or I need this or I need that. He's going to just suck it up, go to work and, you know, work until he gets fried out or until he gets injured or something. His breaks normally are like, I got a torn rotator cuff. It's like, OK, well, that's not, you know, like you literally had an injury to like get yourself off this forklift and you're in your mid 60s. Like, would you freaking relax, dude? But he's always that's that's what I grew up around, you know, so. Um, I totally get that mindset because um, it is an unhealthy mindset trait. Uh, and 
Um, it's really more so, and, and Sari's talked about this on his stream too. Yeah. Um, a lot. Um, and I can, I can resonate a lot with, with what Sari goes through. Like we, we bond a lot on some of this mental shit. Um, and, um, because I'm currently going through it and, and he goes through it from time to time, you know, yeah. and, and whatnot. Um, and there is more so in men than there is in women. And, you know, I'm sure there's some women that have that too. Right. But it's more prevalent in, in, in male society to, uh you know put some dirt on it you know put put your head to the grindstone just push through it yeah um and i think there's a reason why there's a there's a higher uh suicide rate for men i think there's a higher uh risk of mental depression and there's probably there's probably way more people out there because there's a lot more men that won't get the help yep. you know and i i feel like for me um and i know we're kind of you know, veering away from go like, on a tangent. Main, go ahead. Boy, no, but no, I think this listen, is important to talk ba- about. We're going back to Sunday. We're going back to what <laughs> we were talking about on a real <laughs> yeah. note because for people yeah. that might have missed it, um, we raised money for NAMI National Alliance on Mental Illness last week. Uh, and last Sunday, the whatever the fuck day it was, because now we're in June, my calendar's not updated to June the twenty second of May. Um, I brought on 15 amazing content creators, uh, Stevie being one of them, to talk about a mental health-related story that they might experience, how they got out of it, and what piece of advice they'd want to give. And Stevie is pretty much like the, the the prime example right now of like don't be afraid to get that help that you need and deserve. And as you have talked about, like now you're seeing a therapist, you're taking what you learned on Tuesday, you brought it into your life today and it helped yeah. you. Right. It helped me. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I've been so vocal and open to it and it could be uncomfortable for me sometimes to do that because my, my bad brain works against me on that. Right. Like I feel like, you know, um, when you're in my ment- the mental state that I'm in, um, you kind of feel like, Oh, I'm putting in, uh, you know, people are thinking I'm putting a spotlight on myself for, for the wrong reasons, or you kind of put a negative spin on it. Right. When, that's not the case at all. I don't think anybody's thinking that, you know, and um, I've had to, uh, I've had to get into the moment of like, I don't really give a fuck what other people are going to do or say, I'm going to be, I want to be a focal point for this because I know there's a lot of other men out there that are dealing with this bullshit. And I would want, um, I want them to know that if you're going through it, like I, if, if there's one guy that comes to my stream or girl, it doesn't really matter, yeah. you know, but I, I'm just focusing on the male side of things is what we're talking about. But, um, if, um, if there's one person that comes to my stream and goes, yeah, I get what he's saying. I've always been through the dirt, you know, rub a dirt on it, push through it, but I'm going through a lot of mental shit and I need help. And they get the help after what I heard because I had the courage to do it. And it's a fucking win for me, dude. That's, that's just another thing of why I, uh, that's why I came out with it. I, I dude, I came out with my thing at three thirty in the morning uh, a month or two ago because I was staring at my phone for an hour because I couldn't sleep because of what I was going through. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, it was one of the hardest things I did, but I knew I needed to do it. And um, I pushed the send button, and then I went to bed, and then I woke up in the morning and was overwhelmed by the positive support from it. So um, I'm glad I did it so late that I did it, so I could just fall asleep and just not have anxiety over it. Uh, and then wake up the morning to all the positive results on him, which was great. Um, but I, um, I'll say this, I, uh, um, it has still been nothing but positive, right? You know, there's, uh, you know, because I, I don't have to hide what I'm going through. If there's days where um, I want to talk about shit on stream and just, just chat about things, I'm going through a tough space. Um, I can do that because people understand and know what I'm going through. And I, and I think it's, it's important to talk about it. And it's almost like mental therapy for me to go on there and talk about it. 
um, because by the end of it, um, we can vibe and chill and have a good time after the fact. Um, so, um, yeah, I want to I want to lead by example through this whole process, because I, I know I'm going to get through it. I know I'm going to, you know, be a better person by the end of this whole process. But I also want people to feel the roller coaster, too, because I don't want them to think it's easy because it's not it's easy. Not. It's really not easy. So no, I, I, I get that. And bef- like we could build on that more later, but to swing it back around. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm going to hit you with a harder hitting question. Dark chocolate sure. or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. Damn, that was the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. or New That's York? That's easy for me. What's that? L.A. or New York? Oh, New York. Hands down. Oh, I was I'm not- a New York. I'm a New York boy. So I was not in the no. talk show podcast category. Thank you, Kat. Uh, what is your favorite clothing brand currently? Is it that new Stevie Business merch on uh, uh, Fourth Wall? The, ooh, the, dro- the drool, the drool world order. Oh, um, I, I'm not talking about the ooh ooh one. I'm talking about Daddy and Mommy Juicer. Oh, Daddy, Mommy, and Juicer. Yeah, that just released. Yeah, Kuda Saluna Moon, who's in uh, who's in chat right now. She's my head mod. She does all the the graphic work and stuff. She's an amazing human being. Like, I just want to say that right now. Like, there's a lot of things I wouldn't be able to do without uh, Luna. She's she's incredible. Um, she she deserves. Uh, she gets a lot of, you know, I think she gets a lot of credit all the time by, by the, the creator she helps. But, um, you know, uh, I always like to give her kudos cause she's, she's an amazing human being. But with that being said, um, I, uh, she created those shirts and I, I loved it and, uh, it was really funny and just created that concept. And, um, but my favorite clothing brand I would probably have to say is, uh, oh man, I'd probably say Under Armour, dude. I'm an Under Armour guy. You know, I sometimes wear Under Armour like in my, um, softball games, cold, warm. I mean, the shorts are comfortable. It's just comfortable wear. And I even have some like, like uh, sports, uh, pullovers for work. Like I, I like looking the part of like having a button down, but having the sports feel a little bit to yeah. it. So yeah, I would, I would have to say Under Armour. Is I wear Under Armour shoes. Yeah. So I know exactly how yeah. you feel. Under Armour for sure. Final question on the 20 questions that uh, we've spent 30 minutes on. <laughs> hey, I, lo- I love this section because it could go five minutes or 30 minutes, and I literally do not care because it's amazing to just build Perfect. conversations off of it. Good. On a scale from 1 to 10, how good are you at general knowledge trivia? Horrible. Horrible? Uh, one, like, like if it's sports or entertainment, I'm, I'm all right. Like, you know, music, movies, um, pop or sports, I'm good. Yeah, pop culture. Uh, or sports i'm good at unless like here's the thing with trivia that pisses me off dude they'll say sports but then they'll be like uh the 1960 skydiver won this brand blah 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 and i'm like what the fuck this isn't a sports question this is like the stupidest thing i've ever fucking heard like why aren't you ask like general sports questions are like this polo player in the 80s in russia won three championships with uh the valkyries and i'm like why are we asking this stupid question? Like this isn't a sport. And then, and then all my friends will look at me in trivia and go, Steve. Uh, I'll be like, How do- <laughs> like <laughs> this is a Russian polo player, dude. Like I don't know this. So yeah, I always, uh, I always hate that I know sports like trivia. I'm like, oh, I'm good at sports trivia. It's all like fucking garbage, weird fucking sports trivia, dude. I hate well, it, dude. Well, we'll we'll find out later how good you are with the final segment of the. Oh shit! Oh, that was a setup. All right, all uh, right just cool. just a little bit. I want I wanted to hear your answer. Um, I got a lot of scores from people that you know, so if you want to hear any of them at that point, I'll let you know. But it's out of sixteen, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But the segue into a different spot. Okay. I want to talk about 
Your movie history. You are the lead actor in Superbad called McLovin. Oh, God damn it, dude. <laughs> that was me, bro. Nobody believes this was me, man. This was me. I was a little ugly duckling, bro. This is me at 18. That's also you at 18. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, wrong photo. You didn't see that one. Oh, my God. You didn't see that one. But, like... Tell, tell me about your history with being the McLovin actor. Oh, it's great, dude. I, um, I, you know, I really had a, a, a whole good, um, experience with, uh, you know, um, the boys, you know, the Seth Rogen and, uh, you know, just Jonah Hill, like we picked it up, dude. Like we were so cool and it was so much fun. No, I'm not McLovin. All right, cool. Great. What do you mean? <laughs> it's literally the same photo. Oh my God. <laughs> No, oh my god. For real though, I do want to talk I want to talk about kind of you in particular and how you are able to make such memorable moments whether it's on your stream or other people's streams. And a couple I want to talk about. Okay. Number 1, I pulled the photo up. Double Fister Pickles. <laughs> what, what what was the mindset behind this? What made you double fist uh, pickles on a stream? Cuz like I get con- double fisting drinks when we're out. But I don't know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're you're looking at the one in your left hand kind of in a different way. Oh, that I know. one's going uh, first. I um I'll say this, right? My uh, track to success didn't come without sus situations, bro. You're not uh, wrong. I, uh, I um I my content has changed so dramatically since I first began. Um I don't know, man. I think at a at a time in my content, I would just do crazy shit uh just for just for entertainment purposes. And uh, I always thought, like, I love pickles. Um, so how the whole pickle thing came about was uh, I had this list, like this Amazon wish list, right? And I allowed my community to put whatever the fuck they wanted on it, which was a complete mistake. And, um, like, there would be, like, wolf pee on it. And, like, there would be, like, like yeah, like, wolf urine and, like, like poop poop shot glasses. And, and then there are these pickles, right? These, like, big fucking huge, like, girthy pickles. And, um, I always thought like, I always made a joke on a lot of my stuff is just joking around about bullshit and in social media. Right. That's, that's kind of the theme. Right. And, uh, the biggest thing I think is a joke is ASMR, right? Like ASMR to me is fucking ridiculously weird. Um, like that's just my opinion. Uh, If anybody here likes ASMR, go for it, bro. But it's not for me. Um, and, uh, so I make fun of it. So uh, I was like, yo, I'll ASMR pickles on stream because I like pickles. So I'll fucking eat pickles. I'll be like, and they'll just do all this shit. So, so these people bought me these girthy fucking pickles. And I was like, yo, if we do like a level five hype trainer, I was just joking around. Like I'll fucking double fist, like two of these big pickles. You guys just bought me. Of course, chat was uh, uh, destroyed it. And instant level five, instant level five crushed it. And, um, and I ended up just, and I put on this like super sexy music and I uh, just started like slowly putting them in and oh god yeah I, I just I did some weird shit man I really did I just I at the time was so hungry to grow my channel and make people like my content that I would I would do the craziest shit in order to do it um that's just, it's kind of honestly it's a little bit of like small streamer mentality yeah. in my opinion you know like uh you'll do whatever it takes um, I've, I've kind of outgrown that now at this point. Yep. Um, you know, I still do some things here and there that I think are funny, but, um, I'm yeah, at the time, dude, I would, I mean, I fucking took hot sauce shots of like 
500,000 Scoville shots, like the shot glass that I have that we just took a shot at it, which by the way, we could do another one if you want. I mean, um, I, mean I have it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, have you finally recovered from that first one? It's been an hour. 15 what are you minutes. talking about, dude? It's, it's fine. All right. We'll do another one. We'll do another one now. But, um, All I right. took a shot. This shot glass right here. Yep. Was, um, was, uh, uh, filled to the brim of hot sauce. I took two shots. I thought oh, it would be a great God. idea <laughs> to do. I took two shots of it. Um, and I thought like, oh, I can mix alcohol with it too. And uh, Colonel, what's up, dude? Colonel's like one of my OGs, man. He's 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 a man. I love Colonel Death. Um, and um, I uh, I instantly threw up, dude. Like the second one, like so. I took the second shot. And I was like, dude, I feel it going down my stomach. Like I felt it come all the way down. You feel it. And then all of a sudden, like someone made me like drink water like a love beast because that's one of my redemptions. You never fucking, you never mix water with hot sauce. And immediately I did it. I just go like this. I remember on stream, I was in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, yeah, thank you for the birthday. And I go, and I'm like, uh, be right back. And I threw up all over the place. I had to cut my birthday stream short. Um, and I was like, guys, there's a clip of it. I was like, guys, I just threw up all over the place. I was like, I got to get off. And then I raided Ann Mackey that night. And uh, it was uh, it was uh, funny because Ann was like, I got on to raid you for your birthday. And I was like, well, I just threw up all over the place. So I, was I like, got to go to clean up hot off. sauce now. <laughs> oh, God, it was horrible. So, yeah, I did a lot of sussy fucking over the top shit on my stream um, for the sake of content. And yeah. uh, I, I had to get honestly, I had to get away from it for my own fucking uh psyche um and um i will say you I just drink wanted... tito's so like i i don't get how you're actually drinking alcohol when you drink tito's what do you mean tito's is you don't like tito's nah i just this is all i got like between the only two shots i could take right now are tito's vodka um and um I got and our black black crack and crack and rum oh, and i'm not taking yeah. that straight yeah this is all for mixed drinks dude so um yeah, that's fair yeah so oh yeah colonel's a big crowd like colonel does crown and sprite we call it colonel squirts dude and he does like he does uh this crown <laughs> like we made this game up. call it colonel squirts it's no! colonel squirts dude i call it colonel squirts like me and me and colonel like actually like back before vcs were like like i know vcs like capri did like vcs all the time got people together like yeah i met a lot of you guys through a sexy island thing and shit like that um and uh that was a big thing but prior to that like my boy colonel Excuse me, my boy Colonel and I used to do that all the time in Discord. We bring people randomly in, vibe, drink, and yeah, he he used to drink uh, <laughs> Crown, Crown, and Sprite, and I, I made a nickname of it of Colonel Squirts. And I'm sorry, yeah, my boy, dude, like, I love him to death. As a, as an as somebody who drinks a lot of Crown, I don't. I can't see it with Sprite, man. Sprite was my favorite pop, and I can't see Crown and Sprite together tasting good i didn't think so either but i tried it man it was pretty good and i see velocity there what's up velocity I, I guess there. during the irl stream i gotta do at SoryCon. we might do a uh we might do a, a colonel squirt in honor of colonel we'll do a colonel squirt we'll yeah do we'll colonel do a colonel squirt, squirt for sure let's do yeah. this shot right, and then we'll get into the next question all right and then i'm just gonna yeah, bang it out again bang it you. out again cheers buddy mm, now nah, velocity that's the correct way to drink crown straight no chase you know what's no it's weird after I didn't I didn't say cheers I said bye like why the fuck did I say like, oh, like I'm gonna leave you you were talking I didn't to say the shot. Was so quick. you were talking to the shot you're like bye yeah that was so <laughs> why did I just sometimes my brain says random shit dude like I'll be like I was gonna be you said cheers and I just go bye <laughs> like, that second that, shot was hitting dude? you before you even took it 
So oh as God, Velocity yeah, said, be... don't get you too drunk because you got to play Madden. You know, you totally forgot yeah. that you played Madden on stream for your first ever stream, but <laughs> now you're going to be playing <laughs> no, Madden on stream. <laughs> I know. I, I know I got to play. We have a connected Madden franchise in our uh, in our community, the Biz Mafia, and we're uh, in season two and we're in the playoffs now. And uh, yeah, no. I play. We have like, I think we have 15 people in it right now. And Velocity's one of them. He's a Denver Broncos. So that, we got a player playoff game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So there's two other kind of meme stories about you I want to talk about. One of them is related okay. to me. I think oh, yeah? you know what one's coming up. Okay. But, yeah, let's be honest here. I'm I'm gonna save the the me related one for last. Let's okay. talk about Dribble Stevie, Drill oh Daddy. God. You oh are God. an infamous meme across a lot of channels now. I don't have it saved on stream the show, but everybody in chat can click on that link, which is your most popular clip. Uh, and go check out what we are about to talk about. Stevie, walk us through the story of Drool Daddy. <laughs> um, so, uh, Sari's rated me a few times, right? You know, yep. I built a really good relationship with Sari. Um, our time slots just seem to fit. There's some days that just the mid-afternoon time slot works for me. So that just sends, that's a tendency to work out. Um, so sorry, one day he uh, raided me with uh, one of my bigger raids I've ever gotten. He had a really good stream and carried the love over to me. And um, I was in the middle of what was called Dumpy Frog Workouts. So Dumpy Frog Workouts was something like uh, I talked to Rose on, right? Like in a, like a VC call one night or something. And uh, she was like, yeah, we used to do these workouts where you grab the back of your ankles and then do squats and go up and down. And, you know, I was like, and, and uh, she was like, she called it something out, but I, I called it the dumpy frog and she hates it that I call it that. But I was like, yeah, it's How a fucking dumpy you frog. Your ankles and then squat. Yeah. You grab, and then you just like put your, your, your ass up. Like you go up and down and it's just, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, but uh, I, uh, I started, yeah, like kind of, yeah, it's kind of here. I'll show you. You, you put your hands here. And then you like oh, you squat do down. Yeah, you squat and then you just put your ass up like that. And then, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good workout, dude. You do 10 or 15 of them. I was literally in the middle of doing that when Sorry raided me. <laughs> so I, um, I'm like halfway through and I'm in the middle of it. And I think I'm like bending over and, I, and I'm just like, holy shit. And I probably have like, like stuff built up underneath my lip already from working out or something. And... Dude, my I just lost control, bro. Like my brain went to like super drooly mode, and this big, massive drool come out of my mouth, and I felt it, dude. I felt it come out. I was just like, oh no, I just drooled, and it was so big. And I think why it's so popular, it was such a natural. Like it wasn't like it wasn't for stage. It, it was just a just a goofy natural moment. <laughs> and um, I'm just a goofball, dude. Like I do. Like I'm I'm a goofy guy, and. I like that. You know, it's funny. Like, I know people joke about it. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, some people are like, oh, you're a good champ. People bust on you about it, this and that. And I'm like, but in, in a way, I kind of like that moment because of the fact that it just, it, it was natural. And that's just me. I'm just like, I'm just yep. a natural goofball, you know? So um, it was cool. It's, it's you know, any marketing is good marketing at the end of the Facts. day. In business, you know, so, um, so yeah, I mean, it was cool. Uh, I guess it's weird sometimes to be known as a drool daddy, but. At the same time, I uh, I think it's funny as hell, and um, yeah, that's that's basically how it happened. I lost control of my mouth and I drooled all over the place. So. Hey, next merch ideas? <laughs> you just gotta have a T-shirt that has a bib, like at the uh, at the collar. I Luna and I talked about that idea. Is like <laughs> like like Luna put that on the agenda, like drool daddy, and then just a bib, 
And then there's just like little splats of drool on the uh, on the bib, dude. And okay, I maybe think we'll... don't add the splats because those could be taken what? wrong, Stevie. What? Well, d- dude, look at all my fucking merch, dude. Anything could be taken weird on my well, fucking merch channel, dude. You have uwu based on the NWO as a wrestling fan. I love yeah. that merch. Oh, it's so good. I love that. That's my favorite one. Um, it's but, so uh, good. It's so good. I, I love that piece of merch. Um but uh yeah that's that's a good idea we got to do something with drool daddy something on the something on the uh the store has to be drool daddy for sure we'll figure something me and luna will figure something out the final one i want to talk about and uh before we talk about it big shout out to luna and duck uh for helping me with this podcast because they reminded me about a clip that i wish didn't exist your alter ego wrote a rap about me Oh god! <laughs> if people want to oh, see that rap, there's the clip. He moved out. Uh, your, your cousin moved out. Damn. Yeah, he's he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Um, Bar- Barb Simpson, dude. He's he's uh his his fifty cent store moved out to seventy five cent store. He's doing big things now. This rap man, <laughs> tell tell me about the this cousin persona that made you rap about people. <laughs> I'm a horrendous. I'm trolly, a horrendous dolly, rapper, dude. Holy roly. <laughs> so it's funny. Like Capri at the time was doing like these weird like rap. He did this rap battle session. And I was yeah. like, "Fuck it, I'll just go on and do it." Got onto his channel, and I was like, "Why? why where can I be like the goofiest motherfucker I possibly could?" So I, I took a, I took my Dragon Ball Z fucking rope that I, I rope that I had, and I put it over my head like like it was an orange wig. And then um, I uh, just put a, a like a hat o- or I put my my headset over it and then just put on my like Ray-Ban sunglasses. And uh, it was just an idiot, dude. I literally was an idiot. And um, and uh, Capri goes, uh, what beat are you rapping to? I'm like, Barb Simpson, dude. And Murr Dog thought I said Barb Simpson. And then I was just like, then I just rolled with what he says. Like Barb Simpson, I'm like Barb Simpson, bro. <laughs> and I just rolled with it. And then I was an idiot, and that's how Barb Simpson was born, man. Uh, it was a really popular clip on Hover, and um, at the time when I was a small guy. And uh, then I was just like, I'll just institute this into my channel. So there was a channel point to bring on Barb, and yeah, um, I created a little persona for a brief moment in time, and uh, it was it was funny. It was funny because I'm just a horrendously terrible rapper, and. I can do, you know what? I can do the like content persona things. Um, I think pretty well. Like, yeah. I, it's not something I, it's not something I can't do. It's just something that I don't envision my channel being. Yeah. So it's just like it's one of those things. Like, can I pull that off? Yeah, I can definitely pull that off. And, and I did for a brief moment. I, I tried that avenue. I would probably say after season three of NTS, um, I kind of tried the. I'd say Capri route, teeny route, like the kind of that type of persona content. Yeah. Um, just just wasn't for me, dude. I'd I'd rather just be more of a closer version of myself, maybe amped up a little bit. And yeah. that's just that's just, I, I gravitate more to 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 the sorry content of the world than I do the the you know, just kind of the real type of content. Yeah. And that's kind of the that's kind of the person I wanted to be. So I had to wean out some of that shit. And uh, even though it was funny and I thought it was good content and stuff like that, I just couldn't keep up with it. And uh, I'd have to be mentally on to do that. Like I'd have to be here in order yeah. to execute on a really high level. And to be honest with you, there were certain days that I wasn't. Um, so if there were certain days I wasn't, I knew I couldn't execute at that high level. So the consistency, you have to have good consistency to pull that shit off. And just for my mental psyche, I couldn't pull that off consistently. So you, you called me a trolley rancher, and to this day, that still hurts. 
It's a compliment, dude. No, it's you're not. Just... I ain't sweet. <laughs> yeah, you're sweet. I'm just mm. hard like a jolly. I mean, anyways. Whoa, easy. Woo! The, the Woo! last things I want to talk about during this podcast are the mutual interests that you and I have. I, I have made this known to my community that you are the guest that I share the most interests with by far. Nice. You oh, mentioned awesome. one of them right off the bat, Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Right? Diehard uh, Dragon Ball Z fan, yeah. So you and I probably come from different paths when it comes to Dragon Ball. Mine is disgusting, and I make up for it by the amount that I have learned. But I started at the beginning of, uh, of Super. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I started and way earlier than you. I went backwards from Episode 3 of Super. I went to Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z and while still watching Super. Now, I knew, I don't know how you got through Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is... I'm not a fan I of just Dragon wa Ball. I but. just watched a recap. I, I will not... Oh, thank God, dude. It's rough. <laughs> it's not It's not good. Listen, like I, I watched a recap of Dragon Ball. I watched uh, DBZ Kai, and then I watched all the filler stuff. Ooh, DBZ Kai is even... It's Ugh. rough, but it's 80 episodes compared to like 250, and I wanted to catch up on everything that I should know in Super. And by episode... did you watch regular DBZ? Like, did you watch a regular Dragon Ball? Not the Kai, but just the regular uh, DBZ with the Bruce Falconer music. Yes. Afterwards, okay. yes. The Bruce Falconer music puts the whole fucking series on a whole different level, dude. Like, whole, yeah. like just the music itself in Dragon Ball Z is just like mind blowing, amazing, dude. Yeah, no, um, I, I I know what you mean. Like, just. I don't know, man. The OSTs in Dragon Ball Z are so fucking good, dude. Yeah. Like they're they're insane, and you know, just a like that kind of music, it just hits so different. Like e oh, e even nowadays, twenty years later, it just it, it hits on a whole different level. But what I want to talk to you about Dragon Ball is where did your love for Dragon Ball start? Start in fourth grade. Um, so like fourth grade, uh, there was uh, God, it was on Cartoon Network. It was uh, they had a uh, was it Toonami? Maybe it was Toonami. Um, I think it was Toonami. It was like from four four o'clock to six p.m. and it was like they had a recap of the previous Dragon Ball Z, and then they had the new Dragon Ball Z episode. Then they had Gundam Wing. Yeah. Um, and they just had all these different like um, anime series, right? And I, uh, one of my buddies was like, "Oh, you got to watch Dragon Ball Z in my neighborhood, right? Like, you got to watch it." Yeah, of course. Start watching it, dude. I my first episodes came during the Namek episodes, so the okay. Namek episodes is where I got into it. Um, and the Namekian episodes were a little slow, but it was kind of cool as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but then you got the whole build up from there, so it was like kind of like I saw the build up and then it stopped. And then they started again. Like it was just consistently, there was always Dragon Ball Z at five o'clock in the afternoon every day, Monday through Friday. And I looked forward to it. So I started in the Namek and then it stopped. And it was like, hey, we got future episodes coming in the future. And then, and then, uh, and then it went back to like, um, you know, when Raditz came in and all that stuff. Right. So um, I started really early. I loved it to death. I watched every freaking episode. Um, I just, I, I just fell in love with it, dude. Like I, would try to turn Super Saiyan in my fucking bedroom, and like it was just like is so, like I'm I'm being serious, dude. Like it was like it was. I I thought I could literally turn Super Saiyan, bro. If I and, get angry um, enough, my hair will turn yellow. If I yellow. scream loud enough, my hair will turn yellow. I'll become like an instant like karate. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was really big into it, and um, for the longest time, 
the only thing is is i never saw the ending of the boo saga oh. so for the so for the longest time i never saw the ending of the boo saga because i like like i guess toonami got like canceled or something so i did they never did the replays back on it yeah and i never saw the ending there was never an opportunity um when i was back in college i told my buddies i said um yo were you big into dragon ball z and my roommate was like yeah i'm like what if i bought all the dragon ball z's we just had like a binge weekend and i bought every single series on dvd i still have them they're actually right over here actually sure. it's so expensive now to buy them man oh i know like I don't have any like, this physical copy. Like this is season six, right? So yeah. like these are season six, and it's like all the DVDs and stuff. I have them on Blu-ray now too. Yeah. Like these are just these these just sit here now because I watch them on Blu-ray. Um, but um, this that's what I originally bought when I was in college, and um, and I uh, me and him watching. I watched the uh, Boo Saga at the end. And then I watched it again when I started dating. Um, so I started dating my now wife the time girlfriend she made a she made a bet she was like she wanted me to watch um who makes totoro uh hizaki not some hizaki she made or... a bet with you to watch anime yeah she so she was like i want you to watch like hizaki movies or whatever has that like totoro or spirited away and a couple of these other like movies or whatever um this anime where, movies nah before we continue where did you find a girl like that because homie i'm a single pringle and need something like that in my <laughs> life how did you find somebody like that help me <laughs> be my wingman you. in toronto I don't know if you can find these individuals where I found my wife, but I found my wife at a strip club. <laughs> so, she was an exotic dancer. And um, <laughs> she came out to Tools, Hooker with a Penis. Uh, and uh, Tools, my favorite band. And uh, yeah, I uh, I was like, oh my God, she came out to Tool. And it was so funny, like the, the, the song she came out to. Uh, and then we started vibing on music. And then she's a big gamer. And she loved like Elder Scrolls and Skyrim and she's a, you know, she's big and all that. And she loves Studio Ghibli and, um, and yeah, that's how I met my wife and, uh, in my early twenties. And then, uh, yeah, so we made a bet. <laughs> we made a bet. Yeah. Not, not too many people know that. Like she's, uh, literally their song I'm in love with a stripper was, uh, was like my song briefly. So, <laughs> sir, sir, how did you just, how were you able to just connect with the stripper at the strip club like that? She made a move on me. She, um, I listen, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not going, I'm not going into a strip club going up, oh, finding a future wife today, finding a girlfriend, you know, like that's not me, dude. Like I, I wasn't me. Like it was, she grabbed my phone and she gave me her like, so, you know, exotic dancers have to like have stage names to protect themselves and their identities. Right. Like kind of similar. I'm like, like, like anything to protect your identity. Right. Like our, our screen names on Twitter to protect our real life identities, right? Yeah. You know, so I mean, like my, um, my my first name is public to people, but I really don't care. Yeah, but there's uh, you know there, I, there I think are some people. I think women, especially on this platform, need oh, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like so, um, we um, so she like gave me a real name, and um, then we honestly at first um, when we first started dating, it was uh, it was more of like dude, I'm going to go out with a stripper. This is cool. Like, and it was just me being like, kind of like an asshole fucking jock. Ass yeah. Dickhead. Um, and then, um, but then we vibed on a lot of different things. I got to know her and then we started dating and then the rest is history, right? We've been uh, together for almost a decade. And um, thank you. Um, and it was just, uh, but we made a bet and we made a bet where it was like, okay, if you, um, 
I want you to watch these uh, Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, and if you watch the Studio Ghibli movies, then what can I watch? I'm like, you're going to watch Dragon Ball Z. And uh, she, we, we watched the, the Spirited Away, and we watched Totoro, and then we watched one other one. Um, Princess Mononoke, I think. Oh, Princess uh, Mononoke. Yep. Yeah. And, hey, where's uh, Freshco? <clears throat> Freshco's been wanting me to watch that movie so bad. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that one, to be honest. He's, um, he hasn't watched it. He just watched yeah, me not, to watch it. I'm just not a fan of that one. Um, but um, I uh, watched those three, and then she ended up watching Dragon Ball Z, and she fell in love with it. Uh, and I was able to watch it over again. And uh, she watched it once, and she watched it twice. And her first time, her favorite, her favorite saga was um the frieza saga but then the second one like i she was like what is your favorite one boo. she said it was either the boo she was she said it was either the boo saga or the frieza she might have said boo um uh, and um I, my, my favorite saga was uh the cell saga yes um, because Stevie, we're the same person. so the because the build-up to gohan was just in, insane like nothing i've ever seen before right like you see this like whiny bullshit kid back in season one or season two to this badass super saiyan 2 fucking kid kicking people's heads off like that was the apex of gohan and then he became a professor nerd that no didn't really do anything else in the series but dude that that was a that was my favorite that version of gohan was my favorite character uh in the whole series like teenage badass gohan was like it is just still my favorite still still my favorite still my favorite because he was just so he was like a blend between his father Goku and then there was just badass Vegeta in him that like yep. it was just it was a, it was almost like a blend between both characters um and to see where he came from there was just such an awesome apex um like just a, the just a climax to everything and um just just a very emotional saga too like it was a very emotional saga that gives you goosebumps I could watch that saga three four six eight ten twelve fifteen times I get goosebumps every time when it gets to the main points yeah. There's just so many elements to that. Now there's great points in the Boo Saga. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, 100%. like I, I think Vegeta has very emotional points in in the Boo Saga too. Like, and you know, and I like Vegeta also. Um, yeah. But between the buildup of Cell, like Android to Cell, like just all the pieces that went together in that one, that's by far my favorite. And the first go round, she said Boo. I think she said either Boo or Frieza. She watched it the second time. She agreed with me. So, so uh, you know, so it was. Uh, uh, I've watched I watched the series three times and we watched Super. I've watched all the Supers. I look forward to them coming out with this Goku movie come or this like new movie coming out. That they I was just about announced. to ask you Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Superhero, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. It comes out yeah. in nine days. No shit, really? June, oh my I God. just I double checked the date, June eleventh. Wow, I didn't even. Wow. I'm watching. What is that going to be on? Uh, it, it releases in Japan, but I have a website. Oh. I, I have a website. So it's not going to be English dubbed. It's just going to be Japan. It's just going to be government. Japanese, but oh, I can't wait. You gotta watch I got to I gotta watch the English dub version. I can't watch Japanese version. Like, that's just a me thing. Um, like, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And there's enough there's enough content out there now in the, the mangas to yep. to make more supers if they want to. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But there's I think there's some I've, I've seen some cool I've seen kind of hints of certain things in the mangas. Like I, I don't try to I, get too deep because yeah. So I don't I don't want to yeah. like spoil. Like for me, I want to kind of be surprised when I of watch course, watch yeah. it on TV um, or whatever. Um, but I've seen some of the mangas. I'm like, man, they could do a lot with these. I just don't know what the future is with the uh, with uh, 
Funimation and stuff and what they're going to do with that and, and so, all that. I hope I hope they do stuff. But well, What we'll I will say is what is currently in the manga is still part of Super. Um, okay. It's basically like Super 2 or Super Part 2. Uh, the mm-hmm. Broly movie is part of Super and this movie is part of Super. This movie is an official continuation right after the Broly movie. Um, oh, that's cool. I like the Broly movie. It was good. The Broly movie was good. Now, there's no confirmation on this movie if this movie is canon or not, but because the timeline is directly after the Broly movie, people assume that it is canon, myself included. And if it is, um, and the rumored villain is true, holy fuck. Um, they could build off of it. Do you know who the rumored villain is for the movie? Mm-mm. No. Cell. Really? Holy shit. Super Gamma Cell. Because the two villains that we've seen are Gamma 1 and Gamma 2, the gray guys. Mm -hmm. And it's Red Ribbon Army, which Dr. Mm. Giroux was part of. Oh, that's cool. And in the trailer, or in one of the trailers, there is a big, like, remember what Boo was in? That big kind of chamber? There's one of those. Mm. And with android-like figures of gamma one gamma two red ribbon army in a chamber everything lines up for it to be something like a cell and if the manga that i was interested in was like uh i think the guy the the villain's name was morrow or something like Moro, that yeah. or more yeah and and uh i saw some like brief things on that one which is super interesting and yeah. also i got I got a little vibe and without spoiling it or anything, yeah. but I felt like Vegeta had a much bigger play in that one, um, which I was super interested in uh, to see how that would play out in total. Um, but it would be cool to see this video. It would it'd be cool to see that this goes canon. And if this goes canon, if they can kind of build off of it, because it's, it's not a money issue. Dragon Ball makes fucking hand over fist money. It's just a matter of getting the content out. And it's oh, like, dude, the, just the, the manga fucking is canon. That's the greatest part. It's just, when are they going to? fucking animated release it yeah when are they gonna release it dude you know like that's give vegeta his due you <laughs> thought it. you thought he had a part in the moral arc the arc afterwards he's got a part oh ah! man i need to sit <laughs> yeah so i need i need to see that and I, and and uh my wife's uh favorite character is vegeta so that's uh that would be cool for her to see too um but i i uh yeah i'm looking forward to the movie uh like the 90s i'm like I know that the actual Japanese movie is probably coming out in the '90s. I'm waiting for the uh, the the English dub to come out, um, and then I'll, I'll I'll mess with it for sure. But uh, I love it. I, I love GBZ. I think uh, the 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 biggest thing that makes me such a a big Dragon Ball Z fan, and I'm I'm starting to mess with other animes. Like right now, what I'm messing with is uh, Full Metal Alchemist, which yeah. Full Metal Alchemist is good. Yeah. Um, but nothing compares to just the attachment you get on Dragon Ball Z characters, dude. Hey, you, you get attached to these characters. You want an anime you might get attached to watch Attack on Titan. I've heard that's a good one. What it's I definitely will, on the radar. As as much as Dragon Ball is my favorite anime, Attack on Titan is my favorite anime. Oh man. I like, uh, but but Dragon Ball is like my my favorite anime. Yeah. Attack on Titan's my favorite anime. Oh yeah. my god, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, for I, the, watch I can't wait for season four, part three, dropping in like December, and it's yeah. it's the be all end all of Attack on Titan over ten. I think years. after we get through, I have to get through. Um, I can't not get through something, so I have to get through Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. 
Um, but as soon as I get through Full Metal Alchemist, because we restarted with the Brotherhood, because okay. originally we didn't do Brotherhood, yeah, um, which I guess goes way off uh, arc of the the books or the the comics or whatever, yeah, um, and the mangas. And um, so Brotherhood is though right spot on, and I've noticed a different like I like Brotherhood way better. Yeah. Um, but we have to get through that first, and once we get through Brotherhood, I think um, I think the next thing is Attack on- Attack on Titan is really high on the list. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, Attack so. on Titan or My Hero Academia. Yeah. If so. you can if you can get past the first half of the first season of My Hero when Deku's being a whiny little bitch, uh then the anime actually gets like pretty fucked. I want to see One Piece too, but I know that's a project. Yeah, yeah One Piece is a project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I heard that's it. It's uh, beyond a project, but Listen, uh... Dragon Ball's got like 500 <laughs> episodes between One Piece regular... has easily 1000. Yeah. One Piece is hitting 1100 and they're about to drop the newest arc that everybody's apparently hyped for yeah like the the rooftop arc or whatever the fuck it's called but yeah i I don't know man i i cannot it's a lot of work it's gonna be a lot of work to get through that i i need to get through my other like check boxes of anime before i even mess with uh one piece because i know i know one one piece i'm I'm waiting till the end because i know if we get to one piece it's gonna be a a project that you're watching on retirement because it's still gonna be getting (laughs) made it's gonna be like three thousand episodes in you're gonna be 65 be like i think now's a good time to start one piece <laughs> but yeah. that that was one of the interesting it took a lot longer to talk about that one let's wrap everything up with the final thing that yeah. i wanted to talk about before we go into trivia right we, we could build on interests as long as we fucking want that's the best part about you knew podcast. that was gonna be longer if we got into anime and drag ball z you knew that of course i knew that <laughs> that's why i started with it because i'm like the other two right. the other two were filler it was wrestling right. and darts <laughs> Oh man, yeah, wrestling. I'm big Wrestling's pro wrestling another fan, so. big one that we could get into. Oh, if we got into pro time. wrestling, we'd be talking. Yeah, we'd be talking about it for another 20, 30 minutes. I actually just saw. Um, I'm a big AEW guy. W, and, double or nothing. Uh, uh, double or nothing, and I, I'm I'm halfway through Dynamite last night. I'm like 20 Did, minutes into Dynamite, have, have and then I came the out of this podcast. I saw the MJF promo. Um, I just got off the MJF promo, and then I came onto this podcast, dude. I fucking it was. Ric Flair met CM Punk's pipe bomb met Stone Cold Steve Austin walking out. And it was just like, he is he is the pinnacle guy right now. I think personally, as of right now, MJF is the best guy in the business. Agreed. Um, You know, like he just, he's he's hitting KFAB on a level that I remembered in the Attitude Era. And like, you know, this is a work. You know, this is like, as a, a true wrestling fan, I know what they're doing is a work. But it's so well done, it but still makes you there, question There's it. that part of you that's just yeah. like... Is this real? Is he is he not showing up next week? Yeah, is, is this real? It's and all- and you know what's great? AEW is like working it in too because they're t- taking his merch off the site. He's off the roster. Like no. they're doing... A, yeah, AEW is getting fully around the KFAB, which is what makes me love the company too. Like they protect the stories. Right, like actually, Bleacher Report and a couple others are like, "Hey, is this like they they started like planting seeds out?" And um, uh, Gloop Dog, uh, who I might yeah. start a wrestling podcast with. I know we're getting on this. You didn't want to. But go I have ahead, to do. go it's ahead. Such a, such a passion of mine. Um, but Gloop Dog reached out. He's like, "Yo, what's going on with MJF?" I'm like, "It's a work." And he's like, "It's a work. It's pretty much a shitty work." And I'm like, "And I'm like, this is why I got to do a, a podcast." Like Gloop is kind of a WWE guy, right? So he's kind of like a WWE guy, kind of trying to get an AEW, right? Um, and he was like, well, it's kind of shitty because he didn't show up to a fan fest. I'm like, no, that's what makes it great. That's what makes it great. These things that they're doing in AEW right now are all little chess pieces to make you believe the story. Yep. You know, if you're watching 
if you're watching a Game of Thrones or some like big series that you've been fully invested with, like I always go back to Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, which I was like fully invested in. Every yeah. Week, right. Like those, those are series I was fully invested in. If you ever got an inkling or a hint that it was kind of cheesy or chintzy, you're immediately going to be turned off. Right. Like that's why I can't really get into WWE anymore. AW encapsulates you in story. And uh, that's what they do with this MJF thing. And you could tell it was coming. Because of what they did prior. Yeah. And I told I told Gloop Dog three days ago, I'm like, this is a work. And he was like, no, nah, I don't think so. I think he's coming to WWE. And I'm like, he could never be MJF in WWE. Never. He can't do what he does. And he knows that Tony Khan's going to pay this kid. He's going to get paid. Like, he, it's it's a work. Yeah. And for him to come out and do that, he MJF. hit on every tone. He had to, he had to go that hard yeah. for it to be believable. And he had a home run. Like everything he said in that it promo was, it was, true. was the true. It was true, which made it KFAB, which made it great. And it made me even me watching. I've been watching wrestling since I was eight, even go. Hmm. And if you can get me to that level, dude, you mean like, like it was, uh, it was incredible. Hey, He's listen, an incredible worker. dude. Listen, you need a guest or a co-host for a wrestling podcast. You let me know. Yeah. It's going to be all my God. And then like, I'm not big in new Japan. I'm, I'm starting to learn names. You haven't seen who's facing punk. Oh at, yeah, yeah. At the forbidden door. Oh, you did. Yeah, I saw that because that was prior to the MJF thing, and he's uh, he's facing Tanahashi. So Tanahashi, Tana, uh, and that's huge. He's he's the biggest name in New Japan. So for that to go, yeah, and uh, and there's so many more things that are still going to happen in wrestling. That's exciting. Uh, you got Kenny Omega coming back. They have so many stories hopefully, with him. Hopefully, he's soon. he's he yeah, he's just injured right now. He's like catching up on all the injuries, and yeah. I think he's 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 led so many. Uh, company like he led new japan he led you know he's been the top guy for the longest time it's good for him to take a step back and get healthy again because when yep. he comes back there's gonna be a massive pop he could go the route of going against adam cole and the undisputed elite and make his own thing he could go against the top they could do so much with him and that's what i love about AEW is you're always on your toes with what the hell happened bray wyatt just recently came out with a tweet and said soon you know so like he said coming soon if he comes in like dude it's just they're doing it the right way for our fandom yeah, you know, WWE tries to appease everybody, but they come across as too too cheesy, too cheesy. You know, I, they could have done a lot more with the Edge situation. I still watch it to keep like prevalent yeah, with WWE. I, I, I watch those. Yeah, but like the whole thing with the judgment and stuff like that comes across as too chintzy for me. You know, mm -hmm. like and they they got talent in that group too, but it's just it's the scripted garbage is just too much. What, it's just what, too much. The only story that I genuinely like in WWE right now. Uh, I don't like the Judgment Day stuff, but I do like Edge. Or sorry, I do like Finn and AJ together for Bullet Club. I mm. do like that, and they're brought Liv Morgan in. Liv Morgan has needed a push for a year and a half, mm -hmm. like simple. Yep. Thank God they put her with two top level names, right? Yep. The only storyline that's actually good though is RK Bro. You like RK Bro? I, I like the Roman story. I like the Roman storyline in all honesty because I can oh, yeah. see them I can see them going to the root of the rock coming back for a major WrestleMania yeah, moment. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be Rock Roman at Mania 39 but not for the belt. Yeah. Roman's going to lose the belt. No, but there's going to be there's going to be that kind of like family type of feud which which is yeah. building up to. And and I, I I'm I'm a sucker for long builds. Yep. You know, like uh, long builds that you can get into it and I see what they're doing. They're making him like just the unbeatable force, right? And yeah. I like I like Roman Adesio. I think it's is a perfect like I like him and the Usos being that way and everything. Like I love that. 
Yeah. I mean, I think, and I think they can bring his younger brother from NXT up um, and fit him right there and get him a, like a small title, like an Intercontinental or United States Championship yeah, they, to have they it. Yeah, they get him the IC or US, and then the bloodline is just stronger. Then the bloodline's complete, and then they have somebody that they're building young. Then they got the young guy because that kid's talented. The younger Uso brother. They got the Usos with the tag, and then they got. I think that's what they're going to do next, yeah. like soon. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. But there's just too much. There's too much filler in between, you know, there's too much filler. I like Cody. I, I like Cody too, just for the sake of like him coming from AEW. Yeah. Um, and, and he still is allowed to do some of the things he did in AEW and not quite, but, um, that's really it. AEW is just Roman and Cody a little bit. And then everything else I fast forward. I, I, I like Cody for just being Cody in WWE. Yep, me too. Like, it it is the AEW Cody Rhodes in WWE. That's how I see it. it. It's I not like it's it. not Stardust. It's not mm-hmm. uh it's not legacy Cody Rhodes. It's not dashing Cody Rhodes. It is AEW nightmare Cody Rhodes in WWE. Well, I and think they're I'm using him as a recruiting it. tool. Yeah. I think they're gonna be like, Oh look at what we're doing with Cody. It doesn't change you guys can come over too, but uh it's it's all bullshit. At the end. It's all right. Tony Khan saving his pockets for the ex WWE guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God, what a great promo. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Final thing. That's such a rush coming out. Like that that was literally what I watched right before the podcast. I was like instantly like, all right, I'm I'm ready to watch the rest of uh of Dynamite, but that was uh that was a really awesome promo. There, there's like two more good moments on Dynamite. But Dynamite was cool. a really solid episode overall. Yeah. Final thing I want to talk about is current two-day Stevie business across all socials. You are popping off on Twitter with your daily hot takes. You are killing the streaming game right now. About to hit 2,000 followers. You've made some amazing streamer friends, and you continue to do so. You're coming to the meetup in Toronto. Um, you're probably going to um, to TwitchCon, I'd assume. Yep. Right? You're, you're doing all of this. You're on the right path for streaming in your first proper year. What is next for Stevie Business? What can we expect from you? Not like the little end intro stuff. What is next for Stevie Business? I think what's next for Stevie Business is just to continue to build genuine relationships. Uh, You know, I I feel really good about the relationships I have today. Um, But I want to continue to build, find those creators um, that aren't only creators online that do well for their communities, but people that I can really vibe with offline, right? And uh, that's my whole goal. I, I'm a big believer in this, Rolly, and anybody that listens to this that might be a creator, right? This this is my, you know, if anybody says, oh, my God, you're growing and you're doing well, right? Like, um, and, and how are you doing it? I don't, I do my best to not focus on the numbers. Yeah. I, um, if I look at my numbers, they look great and they're a nice little pump, but I, you know, they, they go in ebbs and flows and there's some days you can't control some things, right? What I do think, though, is if you build genuine relationships with others, genuine relationships, genuine. like like good, you, solid relationships, people are going to support you because of you. Right. Yeah. They're going to. I a lot of the times I'm not coming in. This is just a me thing. I'm not coming in for sometimes the content of the individual. Right. I'm coming in for the person, yep. you know, and and that's a me thing. And um, I'm the same way. And I um and, the, you know, I mean, like content is, is a part of it, right? You got to yeah, be entertaining. Content is, you know what content does in the, at the end of the day is it makes the people that want to support you either a lurker, just popping you up and putting a tab up and being like, hey, I'm going to lurk yep. or fully engaged in what you're doing. 
Um, you know, that's that's the difference between content or not. But if you build genuine relationships, you can pretty much do whatever you want. You know, like you can game, you can do it because they're going to support you with, with, with whatever you want at the end of the day. And for me, my goal is just to continue to find those. My I use Twitch to build an outlet of a social network that I just honestly don't have in the real world right now that I really want. And um, I think as I continue to do that, uh, it'll naturally help me grow. I don't view Twitch, you know, some people like I've seen lately as I grown, like some people are like, oh, you know, Twitch partnership, Twitch partnership. And I go, Twitch partnership for me is maybe a notoriety thing to maybe allow some doors to open. Yeah. Um, less from a monetary perspective. And I'm sure that would that would be there. Um, but um, more of maybe opening up doors to higher creators that see the check mark that go that maybe gravitate towards that right yeah you know there there, um, there is the the stigma of you know check marks stick with check marks thankfully we know people like sorry like rose like melmy like pool boy who yep. aren't like that just to name a few teeny giant as well twoodles uh i i could keep going on and on but like the yeah. main ones that pretty much everybody in <clears throat> chat everybody listening uh no i i yep. have listed like to a t those creators whether we met them when they've had the check mark or they've gotten check marks since we've known them are still the same to us as up and coming content creators as they are to the larger content creators with check marks right. as well. And that's what I love about our circle on Twitch. Yeah, me too. Like, and um, we're not, and in, we're not in that partner, partner check mark community. We are in like, no matter what your size is, if you fit in, if you vibe, there are people that are going to vibe with you. Yeah. And I, I think my main goal at the end of the day is, is uh, to build that for myself, right? Like if I can build something, um, you know, like the biggest person that I look up to is probably sorry and how you he's and building both. his community, right? Um, the way he builds his community and the organic love that his community has for him um, is something I strive for, right? It's something that, you know, if I can get that organic love uh, back within my community, that, Again, it's organic. It's not something that uh, people choose to support. Yeah. Sorry, they they choose to support him at a high level. They understand him. They can resonate and relate with him. Um, if I can get to that level as a content creator, that would that would basically be my end goal. My end goal is for it to um, no. I no longer have to work so hard to get to that level. It just happens. Yep. Like it just like one day the the, the switch flips and I can kind of just do my thing and have a happy balance in day to day and just come on. And I know like each and every day that's going to occur. Um, and there's going to be a consistent flow of people. And I, I know the people that are there and then what they're going to do. Um, and, uh, that that's, that's the end goal for me is to, to know when I'm there, like yep. mentally is to know that, that my, my community is, is there and, um, I feel it going in that direction, but I'm nowhere close to where I want to be either with it. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the next steps for me is just continue to build on what I think is a strong foundational block of uh, what's called the Biz Mafia for me and and uh, and and my community that I'm building and um, you know just uh, find like-minded people that might be searching for that. There, I think there's a lot of people out in the Twitch world that um, are lost uh, or are looking for that or yearning for that or might be in current circles that you know um, might not be the healthiest for them and um, pulling them out of those circles and uh bringing them into something that is uh, uh safe and healthy uh i think is the key for me so hey tw that's my tw goal twitch is a glass ceiling <clears throat> and we don't focus on numbers like you and i both at the end of the day when somebody else acknowledges your numbers 
and they point it out to you, I feel like that's okay every once in a while. And I want it to be that once in a while situation of like doing this research. I saw your numbers. I've known you for like over six months now. I've seen where you were. I see where you are now. And it's only the fucking beginning for you. Like seriously. And I genuinely cannot wait to see how far you take the Biz Mafia. And just... I don't know how else to describe it, man. You're going to hit your goal sooner rather than later. And then you're going to have that goal go to a higher level. You're going to hit that. Then you're going to hit that. Then you're going to hit that. Fuck Twitch partner because that that's not your goal. Your goal is to just have that community. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You're already at a stage where you do, but this is also only the beginning. Yeah. And that's what I can't wait to see. And that, like, I want to be a part of that journey with you and with your community. And I'm honored to be part of it. And I Thank just you, can't man. wait to see how far we go with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I want to, I want to look at like, I stream three days a week, right? You know, um, it's either Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. It's, it's normally like what I ideally want to do is Mondays, Wednesdays, Saturdays, or Mondays, Thursdays, Saturdays. Yeah. Um, but sometimes my softball schedule can influence that. Um, and, um, I'm trying to get away from Tuesdays because I stream sometimes after therapy. Not a good idea. A good <laughs> Don't idea. do that. that Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I, um, you know, I'm in a weird Take it from this man. Don't don't do it. Yeah, no, man. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't look, do that. Look don't into his eyes. Yeah, don't do that. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to stay away from Tuesdays, but sometimes I have no choice. Or if I'm going to stream Tuesdays, it's going to be later in the nighttime. But for me, for me, I, I want it to ideally be three days on and then there's four days offline where we're doing something in my Discord. There's always some going on. Like we have poker nights on Saturdays, which have been an immense success. Um, a lot of people join. talk about our poker night. Uh, such a great time. Um, and uh, we're trying to work on right now. Our next thing is having a, a happy hour event each week moving forward. So that's currently what our um, what our uh, moderator team is working on now is each week having a Biz Mafia happy hour each week and trying to figure out the dates on that. Where we play Jackbox or we play all these like uh, like just uh, communal games and people vibe and, and voice channel. Um, and then we have movie nights here from time to time. Um, and that's more of like kind of a lurky jerky like thing too. So um, we're trying to figure out ways to continue um, having a safe space for people even when I'm offline. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, that's the next thing I see is we, there's always something you can do in the biz mafia if you need it. And, um, and that's where we ideally want to be as a community. And, and I know we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there with, with growth and time. So, And I can't wait for it to wrap everything up because we've been here for two hours now. Let's get that's into crazy. some trivia, Stevie. I know you feel been like walking. two hours, man. It doesn't. It's felt like no. 40 minutes, like realistically. <laughs> yeah. But we got movie night after this. And like I, I don't want it to seem like a rush thing. Like, not at all. If you want to no. fucking keep chatting, you want to stick here for another two hours, I'm more than happy to. <laughs> Fuck movie right. night. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. But um, I want to get into trivia. There's a couple rules behind it, and I'm going to explain them for not only just you, but for people in chat. Number one, it's in a mode only. Nobody can help you. Number two, I take the first answer you say confidently on these questions. If you say, I don't know if it's this or this, that's perfectly fine. But if you're like, okay, this is the answer, I take it. You cannot skip a question. Okay. There are 15 questions. All right. Three of which the are pressure. Ca- three of which are catered to you. One with a bonus question to it. That's why it is okay. out of sixteen. Uh, the catered ones are based on your interests that I know of, and hopefully, hopefully, I hit a couple nails on the head for these questions. 
Um, there are no hints unless I say it before you ask. Okay. Uh, and there's no rush on it. So, like, take, take right. your time on questions if you really need to think about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. What sport do the Harlem Globetrotters play? Basketball. What is the highest grossing holiday movie of all time? Harry Potter doesn't oh, count. Oh, shit. <sighs> I hit you with an easy one, then a hard one right after. Does it have to be a Christmas movie, or is it came it out? It is. Christmas? It is a holiday movie. Uh, just to clarify, Die Hard like counts as a Christmas movie. Harry Potter also would count as a holiday movie, but I'm saying Harry Potter does not count in this aspect because Harry Potter comes out at Christmas. Probably not going to get this one right. Um, I um, it's not like it's not a Christmas. It's one of those movies that like was a really popular movie. Uh, you know what? Like you know what came to mind? I don't know why. It's, this is probably wrong, um, but I'm just going to say it. It was Chronicles of Narnia. What does the term GPU stand for? Uh, general Processing Unit. Which painter is known for cutting off his own ear? <laughs> Come on, Stevie. Leonardo. This is a sports oh. question, right? This is a sports question? It's an artist. Um, I don't know. Leonardo da Vinci. Um, how many balls are on a pool table at the start of a game? Mm, Standard ball. solid stripe pool. There's a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. He's doing Diamond Dallas Page again. <laughs> I know, right? Uh... Um, God, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's nine. Uh, which animal breathes out of its butt? Insects don't count. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck, man. I don't know. Anteater. What is a perfect score in a game of 10 pin bowling? Um, 300. What is James Bond's preferred drink of choice? Um, it's a shaken, not stirred martini, isn't it? If you are born on Christmas Day, what is your star sign? If you're born on what day? Christmas Day. What is your start like horoscope? Yeah. Fuck, man. I'm horrible <laughs> at these. <laughs> that eye roll said it all, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking horrible at these, dude. Um, I... Uh, Aries. Uh, in what book series does Neville Longbottom appear? Harry Potter. What is the first element on the periodic table? Hydrogen. When was the first iPhone released? What year? I'll give it to you within one oh, above man. or below. Ugh. You'll give me one and then it would be above and below. Is that what you're saying? So if your answer is one year above or below the correct answer, I'll give it to you. You'll give it to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got the iPhone 4, man, I think in high school. That was 06. Um, the first iPhone. I want to say it was when I was in high school. So I'm going to say 2004. Who was the first Bill's player to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. And a bonus point if you could say the year that they were inducted. Oh, God. First? First. 
starting to be fun. Uh, had to be OJ Simpson, I would say. What year and, were they inducted? Uh, I'll give it. I'll also give this to you within one. He played in the seventies, and then it would. I would probably say like. I'd say eighty-eight. Uh, what is the official cup count in a game of World Series beer pong? How the many cups? Are, cup how many cups are on the table when you start? Uh, 10. Where can people go to find your Twitch? <laughs> Twitch.tv backslash uh, forward slash TV backslash forward slash TV business. All right. Uh, do you do you want to assume how well you did out of 16? I probably, did, I probably did horrible. Take take it. Take a guess. Number wise. 10. Okay. Is there anybody that you know who has been on the podcast that you want to know their score? Uh, oh god! I, I, I want to know. I want to know. Sorry, score. he's the only person who hasn't done trivia. He specifically asked not to. What? Uh, yeah, party poop. What a They're, what a poop. I'm, I'm gonna go with a few names that you know. Game Pass Dad, Hamall Kid, Roto, Kirby, Justin, Melmy, Steve French, uh, Castle, Melmy. Cool Boy, Melmy. Yeah, you beat Melmy. Oh, shit. Malmy, Malmy got a 5 out of 16. So now you at least have an idea of how much you beat. Let's go over the questions. Which sport do the Harlem Globetrotters play? Well, I got that one. Yeah. Obvious. What is the highest grossing holiday movie of all time? It's Home Alone. Okay, I see that. It I is a Christmas that. movie. What does the okay. term GPU stand for? It is graphics processing unit, not general. Oh, fuck, man. Which painter is known for cutting off his own year? It is Vincent Van Gogh. That was my second one, dude. I was going to say his goddamn name, dude. Damn it. How many bull t uh, balls are on a pool table at the start of a game? It is 16. Seven stripes, seven solids, eight ball, cue ball. Oh, great. Um, Which animal breathes out of its butt? It is a turtle. Okay. okay. You realize how we're still out one. Let's go on a hot streak. What is the perfect wow. score in bowling? 300. James Bob's preferred drink of choice is a martini. Yeah. Uh, born on Christmas Day, what is your star sign? It's a Capricorn. Oh, fuck. In what book series is uh, Neville Longbottom a period? It's Harry Potter. You are the yep. first person to get this question right. What is the first element on the periodic table? It is hydrogen. You are the first person in like 20 trivias to get that question right. <laughs> when was the first iPhone released? When you said you got the iPhone 4 in 2008, I cringed because the answer is 2007 when the first one came out. Oh, shit. No, I said 2006. I got it. So you, I didn't, uh, or I don't remember. Oh, you, fuck, man. Damn your it. Your answer was, was 2004. You were a little I had, little I got off. the iPhone 4G, and I thought there was one prior to it, so I thought it was earlier than that. There was. So there was the 3GS, the 3, the 2, uh, and the uh, iPhone. You got the iPhone 4. Like, I think you got the, like the 3GS probably. Maybe. Like, yeah, oh, you're right. You're probably Something. right. God damn it. Who was the first Bills player to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame? It was obvious. OJ Simpson. I figured that was a meme yeah. answer. Uh, the year yeah. 85. You Ooh, said 88. Close on that. You were close. Yeah. Uh, what is the official cup count in the game of World Series beer pong? Kick yourself in the ass for this one. I said how many cups are on the table? It's 20. 10 on each side. Oh, you that, gotta be kidding me with this that, fucking. That's why I hit you with that question. Oh, Jesus. Where can people go to find your Twitch? You got a total of seven, Stevie. Ah, uh, shit, man. There's some of those I could have gotten. There's some oh, of those I could have yeah. gotten. You 100%. Know. Kick, like, kick my, I was literally between Vincent Van Gogh and, and Da Vinci for the year thing, and I was about to say Vincent Van Gogh. I don't know why I went Da Vinci, but I should always go with my first answer, you know? 
You ever in Twitch? I just go with my first answer. Go with, your with, with, with trivia. You should just go with your first answer. So. It is what it is. Hey, seven out of sixteen. That's that's been better than a lot of people recently. Uh we gotten five. We had a nine, five, six, seven, seven. So you've been like slightly above the average. So that's pretty good. The one last thing I'll say about the trivia is I keep track of everybody's score because sometimes we do trolley trivia where I'll bring on people who have had a similar score for a nice little get to know other streamers, but also have fun playing Jeopardy. I mean, trolley trivia, don't sue me. Uh, But I'll bring on streamers (laughs) who don't know each other who I feel like will vibe and then bada bing, bada boom, we're good. But CV, that is going to conclude today's podcast. Thank you for being an amazing guest. Thank you for taking the time out of your day and wanting to reschedule this three times. (laughs) The, The floor is yours Say whatever you'd like. Let us know what's coming up in in the near future and, and anything else you want to say. The floor. Yeah, no, I just just thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to continuing to build a relationship with you and people within your you know uh, your community and whatnot. And um, but more importantly, you and um, you know um, we do have an upcoming uh, a big event uh, coming up next week. Um, it's a hot takes competition. We have our over 30 content creators going to be on there. That's Thursday, June 9th. Um, either Wednesday, whatever June 9th is, that's yeah, either Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. That's I, a I Thursday. Know, sadly, uh, for people that know both of us, Stevie did ask me to be on it, but we have our podcasts on Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, that podcast um, is going to be with Shup and I feel wrong if I were to cancel it on him, but no. if it's still going later on, I told Stevie, if you need somebody to hop in after yeah. the podcast i'm more than happy to yeah for sure so um so we'll, we'll see uh we'll, we'll see what i do with that um and as we get closer to the date it might be uh it might be we actually start the it's it's tough because it's a thursday night yeah uh, so i don't want to start it too late um but uh we're doing that upcoming that's going to be our big event uh incoming um obviously uh you know so that's that's big and then uh, towards the tail end of the month uh our next streamers path drops uh, episode four uh, and that's going to be with sorry. So hearing the backstory of sorry and streamers paths have been very, very, very popular on the channel. And uh, he's the next one on the list. And uh, that should be fun. And then obviously, then we have uh, Toronto coming up. So, yep. um, you know, uh, I uh, appreciate all the support. I, I saw some people come in here today uh, mutually from the community. Thank you for that. Thank you for the outlet and opportunity to talk, man. And um, guys, just always, uh, you know, my biggest uh, advice to everybody here is just be yourself, man. Just be the best version of yourself you can possibly be. Uh, don't be something fake uh, based on society trying to make you that uh, because it's easier to live your life as you as opposed to some sort of facade of uh, what people want you to be. So, Stevie, you're always a pleasure to talk to. I want to end the recording here, but we're also going to be ending stream two seconds after. But for everybody listening on YouTube and Spotify, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you all next week on the Troll Talk Podcast.